tonight, a special presentation of the ABC Sunday Night Movie. From the creators of the Star Wars saga, a world premiere presentation. A bold adventure of courage and daring. Where heroes become legends, and the only thing you can be sure of is magic. Lucasfilm's The Ewok Adventure. Brought to you by Huggies, the diapers that help stop leaking. And Nestle. When it comes to quality food products, Nestle makes the very best. And by McDonald's. It's a good time for the great taste of McDonald's. Hey, sorry for he bought down. We fall pop culture has various peas and me. We missed the first time around. Yeah, we're talking about. It's it's awful April. This is pretty bad. Yeah. A bad thing. No, actually, can't be bad because everything before the prequels that Star Wars puts out was good. Yeah, no, everything George Lucas did before. Oh my god. Anything that George Lucas wasn't involved in is just glorified fanfic. This is the first real. I mean, there are problems with the Return of the Jedi itself, but this is the first real crack in the facade of George Lucas being this creative genius. Uh, we're... You're right, it totally wasn't. <laughs> A Star Wars holiday special. Did you pick this? You picked this. Okay, because you surprised this, uh, surprised me uh, with the announcement that we're doing this last week. Yeah, so mm -hmm. yeah, why did you pick... What What are we talking about? Why did you pick it? We're talking about a caravan of courage, an Ewok adventure. Oh my god. And I had this in my back pocket for quite a while, and I, was, I always thought to myself, if Bill's picked something that's really bad... <laughs> I, this is the giant... I'm gonna do this. ...caveman billy club you have behind your back in case Bill fucked up. Just so you can uh -huh. and then last, last week we watched Double Down. God. So I was like, mm, time to whip that out and throw it at his face. Oh, man. And this, I'm assuming you had never seen this before. I have vague recollections of maybe seeing parts of it. Yeah. But I can't I can't tell if that's getting mixed up with the first or second movie. Yeah, because there's... All, yeah. We had... We caught some of it on, like, we started recording, like... 15 minutes in on a VHS tape oh, wow, back in the day, okay. but I don't I, watching the trailer for that, I don't remember shit the, Yeah, this, either. I remember the second one being, but I, I saw both of the Ewok TV specials uh, when they first aired. <laughs> I was gonna say first aired I don't think either of them ever second aired it was like one time no. only, everyone realized they were terrible <laughs> George Lucas was quickly ashamed and mm -hmm. yeah just, just pretended they never existed again although I guess I get, it's, it's funny that you uh, that you, uh brought up the Ewoks for us to talk about this month because just like it was just like two weeks ago um that one of the guys from the uh, the, the Lucasfilm story group you know the the, the guys who are kind of like in charge of uh, Star Wars these days uh Pablo Hidalgo mm -hmm. on Twitter came out and said oh yeah the Ewok adventure movies are now available for streaming on iTunes and Amazon.com if you want to buy them and why would you want to do that that's exactly so i heard that and i was like that's interesting i'm not gonna pay for them but i'm gonna see if they're on the internet at the internet dumpster because that is the right price for those movies if i remember correctly and how dare you and that was just like two weeks ago and i found them and then mm -hmm. just like the last week you were like hey bill i'm gonna fuck you up because you fucked me up we're gonna talk about the ewok adventure i was like well that's perfect time because i just got brand new copies of those so yeah mm -hmm. um yeah fucking these, this, 
I, do you have any knowledge about how these got made or anything like that? No. It, like, I looked at a little bit of trivia on... on there's not a lot... Uh, yeah, there's no on, trivia about these movies, there, really, yeah. I mean, there is a little bit, but it's all awful. <laughs> it's all, and, like, yeah. <laughs> it's... Well, yeah, what... You, you sent me a bit of trivia this morning, and that was, like, the only thing I read, because it's, like, the IMDb trivia, which is just, like, the Ewok suits, when you, in this, they had to <laughs> they make eyelids. They all blur, wore blue pajamas underneath and them. Like, what is, Thanks, guys. What kind of trivia is that? It's not like... And then the, the only other bit of trivia was the kid who plays Mace in this movie, the older brother, talking about how mm -hmm. Anthony Daniels was supposed to play Wicket in this, but then they couldn't get <laughs> Anthony Daniels, and I'm like, is he getting confused? Because Anthony Daniels plays C-3PO. Like, mm -hmm. what is... See, either whoever submitted that bit of trivia to IMDb was off their fucking rocker, or that kid, when he was being interviewed for whatever, you know, wherever that trivia came from, was, like, on fucking crack, because that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, no. I did see, <laughs> I was watching a YouTube video last night about uh, reviews of The Empire Strikes Back when it first came out, and it was like mm -hmm. Vincent Camby from the New York Times was talking about how Luke Skywalker, he goes to Dagobah, and he gets Jedi training from a brand new character called Boba Fett. And so yeah. there's a long history of people like not not. But it's funny that the kid was in the movie. It's one thing for like a like a, a, a TV critic or a movie critic not to really be paying attention to the movie. But when you're in the thing and you can't even, I don't know. But yeah, these were the, t the this. Okay, so there's the first one, the 1984 Caravan of Courage, the Ewok Adventure, mm -hmm. and then a year later they had the 1985 Battle for Endor. And yeah. these were the. This is this is the byproduct of a whole weird thing where. This goes back kind of the roots of Star Wars, where when Star Wars first came out and it was hit, hit it big, George Lucas was like, "Okay, I'm gonna make with all the money I just make it made out of for, off of the first Star Wars, and everyone loves it so much, I'm gonna make like nine or maybe like twelve more of these Star Wars movies." Yeah. And then production on Empire Strikes Back got all fucked up. It went over, over like double over budget, double over schedule, and he was like, "Oh my god, I can't do this twelve more times. I'm just gonna make one, one last. I'm gonna make one third, uh, one more third movie, and I'm just gonna cut this whole thing short. I, I can't spend the rest of my life making these movies." And but the only uh, the problem was that he had built up Lucasfilm, his his production company, uh, was pretty much built on the idea of like he was going to spend the next twenty or thirty years making all these more more Star Wars sequels, and but because he suddenly got so burnt out on Star Wars, he was like, oh shit, I got to keep keep this company alive. But I already told everyone I can't make more Star, I'm not going to make more Star Wars movies. What do I do? He's like, okay, I'm going to make Howard the Duck, <laughs> I'm going to make Willow, and. I'm not going to make Star Wars movies, but I'll make Star Wars TV movies. And mm. I'm still convinced that the only reason he created the Ewoks for Return of the Jedi, because he, like, you know, making Return of the Jedi, he knew that was going to be the last Star Wars movie for a long, long, long time. And he needed a way to keep Lucasfilm alive without any more movies. So he thought, well, I know I always told people, like, there were supposed to be, like, Wookiees doing this shit in Return of the Jedi, but I'm gonna make him cute little teddy bears because, like, these Cabbage Patch dolls, you know, this is like 1981, 1982 when he's coming up with Return of the Jedi. He's like, these dolls are so cute. What if I just make, like, the the, the, the heroes who help, the the, the, the creature, forest creatures who help the heroes in this last Star Wars movie, like, cute little teddy bears that could be easily turned into toys and be super yeah. marketable. Maybe that'll help keep Lucasfilm alive in lieu of, like, me having to make more Star Wars movies. And I'm convinced, well, also between that and also, uh, you can make twice as many Ewok costumes than you could with Wookiee costumes, because literally you only have to make costumes that are twice as big as a Wookiee costume. So you're saving money right there. But 
And I'm assuming, yeah, he was like, and like this came out just a year after Return of the Jedi, so I'm assuming this is his first like, okay, let's see if this gamble's gonna work. Let's see if this Ewok adventure is gonna blow the doors off of everything, and this is gonna start a huge merchandising empire where everyone's gonna be like clamoring for more Ewok shit, and that did not happen. Um, mm. And yeah, this, and I guess he, he's like this. I guess kind of made sense from a production perspective because. He was like, well, I guess we could just film this, like, at Luke Skywalker Ranch. And we already have most <laughs> of the costumes, all the Ewok stuff from Return of the Jedi. We'll just recycle that stuff. And all mm -hmm. we have to do is build a couple shitty stop-motion puppets and put a yeah. guy in a giant Gorax outfit. <laughs> and that'll be the whole TV movie. And mm -hmm. Oh, actually, one bit of trivia I did find that was interesting. Um, the guy who directed this was... His name was John Cordia, I think. He was actually one of the first people to make cartoons for Sesame Street back in the day. He was an animator. Mm. And so I thought that was kind of interesting. He, he, he actually he, he had done some other live-action filmmaking in between Sesame Street and, and this. That's how he got this job. But that kind of explains, like, the little fairy that shows up in the movie for absolutely no reason. It's like a little bit of animation. Yeah. And you can totally see how that's kind of like Sesame Street animation. But that's the only other... No one wants to talk about this movie. It's not as big of an embarrassment as the Ewok... Or as the Star Wars Holiday Special from 1979. No, because at least there's production close. values in this. It's it, There's no B. Arthur musical number in this. And there's I, no... Buddy, just... Well, I was going to say there's nobody obviously drunk, but we'll get to that. I know, yeah. But I remember watching this because I was, I was the perfect person. And, like, if George, Lu if, if George Lucas was ever going to pull off this, like, I'm just going to, like, make a mince off of Ewok shit. Like, I was the person he had to win over because I was <laughs> totally in love in Star Wars, but it's 1984. It's the fall of 1984. Mm -hmm. I'm totally in Star Wars withdrawal. I will watch or devour anything with the name Star Wars on it. And I'm like, oh, man, they're making a TV movie about the Ewoks. Maybe, like, Luke Skywalker or Han Solo will show up, or there'll be kind of cool shit will happen. No. It's just what? fucking two fucking hours it's, of garbage. It's one of, the, it's one of those things where people, adults, I don't know what happens to them when they grow up, because it hasn't happened to me, but they think kids want to see little kids in their yeah. stuff. This is the same thinking All that... All kids want to be Robin. They don't want to be Batman. Exactly. This is the same thinking that, like, when they made Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, they were like, oh, we need a character that the kids can identify with, so we'll come up with Short Round, and he'll be Indiana Jones' best friend. Like, no! People and kids aren't going to identify with Short Round! They already identify with Indiana Jones! How do you think Star Wars works? There's no little kids in Star Wars and movies because kids identify with the main characters. It's not like, yeah. oh my god. Or they want to be. It's, it's like... The kids will sometimes identify with kids, but it has sometimes, to be sometimes, yeah. Like like Goonies or Stand by Me, where they swear and act more adult than well, yeah. more realistically. Well, but like, than children, and well, and they're really say. pretty much the only main characters to really uh, adhere to anyway, like a Never Ending Story yeah. or something like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, this idea that like, oh, we're just gonna put the kid in there, and yeah, exactly, the kids will latch onto the. No, well, there's always the most annoying kid. I mean, Ali Shortron does actually okay, but like, yeah, it doesn't fuck. help that. <laughs> Mason, this is a piece of shit. Mason's a piece of shit, and his sister's so like, ah, I don't know. She's just that. kind of nothing. She feels like they just grabbed like one of the producer's kids, like three-year-old kids, and she's just so like done up and like doe-eyed, like, uh, she she almost doesn't even seem to understand that she's on a like a movie set. She's just yeah. so like a non-entity. But she's kind of like the backbone of the picture in a terrible way. And she's just like, I'm sick. I'm mm -hmm. sick. <laughs> Although, to be fair, that little kid 
she plays sick very well. Yeah, they probably... there's a couple images I'm gonna send you where she looks like she's legit dying. <laughs> she got vomit on her chin and shit like that. <laughs> Um, mm. but yeah, this movie was a big, big, even for a nine-year-old me in 1984, this is, this is a heartbreaker. This well, is like, oof. Imagine being the, the kid who played Mace. He's probably what, like 13, 14, Something 15, like that, yeah. somewhere in there. Imagine be find like auditioning and finding out you're going to be in oh, a God, Star Wars yeah. movie. And it, I mean, it's made for TV, but, and but then still, it ends yeah. up being this. You're just How a, crushed were he his dreams? You're just a, with a bunch of little people in teddy bear outfits, and there's no... I mean, technically, you kind of have a laser gun, but you only get to shoot at a, at a rock with it, and it's <laughs> just... It's fucking terrible. It, and, mm-hmm. like, even plot-wise, like, watching it without commercials, it's an hour and a half long, and yeah. they were totally... You could tell this is kind of designed for very small children, and it's yeah. so... I almost want to say it's episodic because there's barely any plot. Because really, the plot is the the parents disappear. It takes an hour for the little kids and the Ewoks to figure out what happened to the parents, and and then the second hour is literally them kind of like on the back of a couple horses for pretty much like the next forty five minutes until the last fifteen minutes that they get to the cave, and then it's just it's man. Have you ever seen like Jim Henson's The Storyteller? Yeah. Where it's kind of a similar thing, where it's kind of like trying to be like fant- fantasy TV's like uh, storytelling on a TV budget, but like it still had like enough of an, an adult well. edge. Yeah, it was done well. And like, God, man, I wish to hell George Lucas had talked to Jim Henson before doing this to kind of like if they had dark crystalled this up a little bit. Which actually, I think that's what they tried to do with Battle for Endor. Because do you just. <laughs> We can talk about this at the end of the show. Because what they do with the Battle of Endor is a little batshit. And that actually is more yeah. violent. That actually, There's actually war and death and stuff in that. But even oh, then, yeah, but is. it's still like fantasy fucking... You're, what, you want to see cool characters. It's so fantasy much. fucking. It's fantasy And it's not even good fantasy <laughs> fucking. Willow is still better than this stuff. Um, and, oh, God. Fucking, I hate everything. This is off. Welcome to Awful April, everybody. This is week three of Awful April. This lives up to its name. Um, but it is, I mean, it is nice to have something where it's the 20th Century Fox fanfare paired up with the old plain green Lucasfilm uh, pr- pr- Presents title card again, which we don't get these yeah, days but, ever since Disney bought up all this shit. Yeah, uh, but then instead of like a title crawl, you get the warbly voiced <laughs> old man Burt Ives telling us about the story. I... Just like every good Star Wars. Yeah, I know. Well, I had no idea Burl Ives was still alive, because, like, most people, like, most people who are not, like, dying baby boomers would only know Burl Ives as. He was the narrator of little, uh, the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer uh, TV special, yeah. the old Rankin-Bass thing. And so he's pretty much doing mm-hmm. the same thing here. And it starts, man, you can totally tell this is made in the wake of E.T., because it totally starts off, like, camp, camera pans and, oh, God, I'm going to start off the whole thing. There's... <laughs> There's always been a kerfuffle in the, the the idiot hardcore Star Wars fandom because oh my gosh, not a kerfuffle. Endor's only referred to in Return of the Jedi as the Forest Moon of Endor, which mm-hmm. a lot of people have been confused because that does that mean that like Endor, like the planet we see like everyone fighting on in Return of the Jedi, is that a planet itself or is that a moon to another planet? And the first thing you see in this movie is you see there's like a gas giant in orbit around. Endor, the, like the planet from Return yeah. of the Jedi, which is because, well, actually, it's probably the opposite, actually. This this is probably the moon that is in orbit to run. That's, and so, technically, I guess the world that we're actually, even though this is called Battle for Endor, or, like, uh, anyways, a whole, like, technically, this, the planet toy that this whole movie takes place on probably doesn't actually have a name. It's just the moon of 
and or as a whole thing. Which actually, <laughs> it gets extra confounding because it looks like we're, we're recording this literally the day after they just uh, revealed the trailer for Episode Nine: The Rise of the Skywalker, mm -hmm. the last uh, Skywalker Saga Star Wars movie, which sounds kind of suggests that they're going back to Endor, which is kind of kind of confound things even more a little bit. And and actually, the fact that they're like people are trying to figure out what's going on in that trailer because you have Death Star Two wreckage on this like alien world. That's like all like oceans and stuff like that. And people said, "Well, oh, that can't be Endor because it's a different. It's not just force and stuff, but like this, this the Ewok adventure battle but, caravan but, of courage shows that there's different environments on Endor. It's not all just force. Yeah, also there's lots of force in America. That doesn't mean we don't have oceans. Well, that's the thing. Well, no, everyone's <laughs> assuming every Star Wars planet is just one thing. You can't have multiple biomes. It's gotta no, be yeah. like yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, anyway, the, why, Bill? Yeah. Why are Star Wars fans so dumb? Yeah, that, you know what the terrible thing is? It's not so much Star Wars. It's because Star Wars fandom is so big, it crosses the threshold from the question of, like, why are Star Wars fans so dumb to why are people so dumb? I hate to be True. the misanthrope, but, like, just because it's no. so big, it starts becoming more of just a question of what's wrong with humanity. Just because okay. Star Wars fandom encompasses so much of humanity, but... Oh, God. But yeah, you can totally tell this movie is made in the wake of E.T. Because if this came out in 1984, it means it was made in 1983. And that would make it a year after E.T. came out. And it starts off like these parents are in, like, in the Redwood Forest. I'm sure it's probably the same Redwood Forest they shot E.T. in. Like, it's dark and they got uh, fucking flashlights and they're looking for the kids and shit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, he that Burl Ives says, or Bert Ives says, uh... He says the story happened long ago in the Enchanted Forest on the distant moon of Andor, which... I didn't know it was an enchanted forest. Yeah, well, that's kind of the weird thing. Because shit is enchanted. This, this and the other Ewok movie really... I mean, there's already the Force in Star Wars. And it is, Star Wars is a fantasy story more than a science fiction story. But yeah. these two movies really kind of introduce the idea of, like... With, like, I mean, Jedis are space wizards. But this is real, like, dark crystal magic shit where you got fairies and enchanted... I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's all just... Yeah. A couple... Yeah. A couple of dweeb parents are looking for their They're shitty kids dweeby, in the middle of the yeah. night. Yeah. They told them a thousand times not to leave, but those kids are assholes and did for reasons that will never get explained. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, also, yeah. Did, did, did the mom just call him Jeremeth? Oh, you know what? I would be a bit surprised. Because that sounds like a Star his, Wars name, Jeremeth. His, his name is Jeremeth. <laughs> what, what is that? It's, you know what? The easiest way to come up with a Star Wars name is take someone's real world name and then try to pronounce it like you're drunk. And so it's like, <laughs> hey, Daniel. I can't. Daniel's too short to really do that. But you know what I mean. Yeah, it's always like yeah. like a normal name, but twisted weirdly somehow. But yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, they look inside the ship again. They find the little girl's daughter's jacket. Oh no! And throwing out some line about, "Oh, I sure hope she kept her life monitor on." Yeah. Because everybody in this family is wearing life monitors because that's a thing that you need to have in the Star Wars universe. I guess. I guess that's kind of like the closest thing to an actual Star Warsy thing in this movie, other than the crashed spaceship that they're walking yeah. on. Is it insinuated that they just crashed, or have they been crashed for a little while? I think they've been crashed for a little while. Yeah, because it sounds like like I don't know if it's been a couple days or what, but it sounds like yeah, it's it, like the 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 wreckage of their ship is not like on fire or anything like that. No. Um, and, God, and this so I'm, then... I'm looking at the fucking title screen right now, and I want to punch this thing. <laughs> not even because I hate it; it didn't like hurt harm me. But it's more like in the way that you see like some kind of like kid at school who's terrible at protecting themselves, and you just want to slap them for being so open to be other bullies and shit like that. Like mm. they're so like 
like so there's so much of a cat poster defenseless cat poster for a person you just want to slap them upside the head that's what this movie yeah. is which is like oh uh, this you're so fucking lame and then but then there's a giant troll type thingy bob yeah just the, the, randomly a hundred foot tall monster walking through the forest the, at the parents did the empire know about these things that when they were on the planet well, when they also, built all their bases well, there's also a whole timeline thing here because this would have to take place pretty soon before return of the jedi especially if you got wicked around and he's still like a young ewok and stuff like that wait so when do you think this takes place it's supposed to be before return of the jedi that's what they okay. always said um, that makes the most sense. Unless he walks age like really slowly or something like but that. Then, you, but you, then shouldn't have yeah. shouldn't have Wicket been able to throw some English at Leia? Yeah, that well also you think the parents would be like like when they fly into orbit around Endor, they would go, Oh look, they're building a Death Star, maybe we should get <laughs> out of here. I mean you could maybe use the excuse that maybe they got shot down by the Imperials because like maybe they you somehow accidentally wound up in the star system and they weren't supposed to see the Death Star. Well, I don't know. But yeah, no, exactly. It would've, That's it yeah. It would have been a nice little touch if they had shown like even a lesser built, like maybe one fourth of the uh, star destroyer, not star destroyer, oh, the Death Star, Death star yeah. in the well, sky. It's weird because they went out of their way to show like there's like another like planet in the sky hanging over Ender, which we never see in, in Return of the Jedi. They could have just made that the Death Star. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, if that would have been the first thing you would see, that would like set, like kind of be a good place setter. So you could say, oh yeah, this really is Endor because you could see that hanging in the sky like you do in Return of the Jedi. But I guess it doesn't fit the fanciful fantasy thing that George Luke is trying to achieve with this. Like, like he wants it to be a part of Star Wars just to sell this TV uh, special. But it, yeah, it breaks the kind of fantasy coddling little kid mood that he's trying to put together. And uh, yeah, so the parents are like, "Oh fuck, that's a big boy, absolute unit," <laughs> and they take off running. That's his absolute, absolute unit. <laughs> points yells absolute unit and just runs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, While the mom's screaming, he's a huge lad. <laughs> and, uh, and then they that... start to floss, and that's how they get captured. <laughs> that's, that's the end of that scene. Oh, and God. then he walks. They live in the trees. Not the ones we're going to follow around, though. No. That, that, well, that'd be too do hard. They, live in the trees? They, they live in the ground. They live on, in a hut. Depending on the shot, it, it depends on whether or not they live. Like, a nice, easy-to-shoot ground exactly level. Exactly, the shot next to the parking lot <laughs> at Skywalker Ranch. Well, that's a funny thing, because in Return of the Jedi, really established that the Ewoks live. And this is the kind of thing that drives they, me crazy hey, with this. Oh, go ahead. No, no, if you finish it. No, I was going to say, the thing that kind of drives me crazy about the fact that they established that there's, like, this 100-foot-tall monster giant running around is that... that Pro that that leads into why like oh you would go oh well that's why the Ewoks live that high up in the trees in Return of the Jedi and you're like oh that's mm -hmm. good world building and the next thing you see the Ewoks are living in the dirt and you're like yeah. wait what and like I guess they're, they're, well, like, they're living in like one of the huts from Willow which makes me wonder yeah did Ewoks eventually uh, evolve into the uh, Nelwins or whatever they're supposed the, like the yeah, little from people Willow I, and the and the fairies could have evolved into the brownies. Oh god, I don't, don't even. <laughs> oh no, you know I'm sure someone out there has probably come up with that, but I never even thought. Oh no, yeah, 
entirely possible. Well, it's weird too, because like, like for the opening credits, they do have a couple map paintings of, like, and they go back and forth between showing Ewoks in the trees and Ewoks in the dirt. And this movie mm-hmm. can't like, they obviously just didn't, didn't want to like, like it was expensive to build that whole like treetop set for Return of the Jedi, and obviously they didn't keep yeah. that around. And so there's a couple mm-hmm. map paintings later on in the film too, where they kind of like randomly will show them going up in the trees. But mostly, it's it's not even a whole village built on the ground. It's like two huts, like yeah, on the side of the one road. Family. Yeah, it's, it's Wicked's family. Yeah, it's more like a little camp than it is even a village. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and and two of the sons of this family have gone missing or something, and that so the dad goes looking for him. His name is Deej. Yeah. Wicket's also there, and at the meeting to make this movie, somebody stood up, pounded their fist on the table, and said, My favorite part about the Star Wars Holiday Special was how you couldn't understand what the Wookiees were saying to each other. Make sure to do more of that in this. That is literally my last note I took for this, because I was like... This is this is better. This is a good six or seven years after this the, the that special. So you think, yeah, exactly. Lucas would have taken some of the feedback. I mean, I guess that's the whole point of Burl, uh, Burl Ives narrating a little bit because he does kind of step in and tell you what they're saying during some of the more important parts. Sometimes, but yeah. still, you've extended scenes where it's just characters going. And I remember mm-hmm. even watching this as a kid, just being bored out of my mind because the shtick that they're doing with each other is not that interesting. And even back in the day, on like a standard definition, like CRT TV, like you could see that like the the, the Ewok masks are not designed for lengthy speeching, uh, talking. I can't. No. <laughs> I'm not designed for lengthy speeching, <laughs> but because they don't have articulated lips or anything, they're the only thing mm-hmm. uh, that like I guess uh, a couple of the masks could let the actors like stick their tongue through the teeth, like the fake rubber teeth. The mask, uh, so to kind of create uh, the like the, the, the this like a insinuation that there's kind of like lip movement, but no, you like in this like like when you have nothing but Ewoks talking to each other, the camera just lingers on the, these dead-eyed faces that these usual Ewoks have, and the fact that they're talking to each other but not moving their lips, it is genuinely creepy. Sometimes, yep. And the weird thing too is I don't remember the Ewok masks in Return of the Jedi having these kind of like eyes where you can see the irises so clear, the pupils so clearly. I mm. in Return of the Jedi I just thought they just had dark eyes and you really couldn't see the pupils. In this, all the like the eyes are super light, like kind of light colored. So everyone like well, in, in, in like the Ewoks. Maybe never... they replaced them when they had to add, add the eyelids. It's entirely plausible. You know what? It's entirely possible they realized that like. The Ewoks, uh, the actors inside the suits couldn't see outside of the dark lenses from the uh, from the uh, versions of the suits from the movie, so they entirely they could have redesigned the eyes just to make it easier for the actors to see. But that the side effect is that you have these like these like evil like yellow eyes that all the Ewoks have in this movie that made them look like they're gonna fucking eat someone. <laughs> and it's yeah. not like it's 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 the uh, like George Lucas like the whole reason he did this was to help build up his whole little Ewok merchandise empire. And if anything, this like takes away from what little charm the Ewoks had in the original film. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, the Wicket comes and is told to hang out with the smelly goats in the background <laughs> because I guess there's goats on Endor. Yeah. Well, that's the yeah they don't have enough production budgets. A couple of fake animals, so it's like go- yeah. goats and chickens. Yeah. Deej is getting ready to search for his son using his skin glider, which is a pretty metal name for something that's I never wanted not metal to... at all. Yeah, something about Burl Ives saying skin glider kind of made me go, <laughs> <laughs> 
got under my skin a little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hooked up with a rope, and then a goat eats the rope that was holding the skin glider in place, which isn't a problem at all because Deej was ready to go. He was so about to launch, does. but then he, the a wicket runs over to try to keep the rope from snapping. <laughs> but it snaps just as about to touch, and this is like the shtick where it's like, wah, 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 wicket's in trouble now, and then Deej goes flying off. And problem solved i guess it's it's not funny it's just a random thing that happens it's not really it seems like it's supposed to be shtick but it's not really shtick it's just a thing that happens <laughs> and the filmmakers don't understand how hang gliders work because this ewok is able to just fly around endlessly in circles looking for his lost kids yeah yeah so and he, he he sees a shining object in the trees, but no time for that. Yeah. He gotta find his shitty kids who are fighting on a hillside. <laughs> so he throws them a rope and tells them little ships to climb down all by themselves. Plenty of footage of Ewoks climbing, falling, and farting and fighting. Intercut with like a full-grown man in like a fucking Ewok costume, pretend <laughs> like it obviously it's like a modern-day hang glider that's painted up to like look like it's made out of animal skin, but clearly not. And this just, man, how long, this is like the first 15 minutes of the movie is just this shit. And like the brothers yeah. are trying to climb down and they fight and they roll around. And, and it does not, it's, there's nothing charming about this. It's just a, a, a couple of little people just beating the shit out of each other in teddy bear outfits. And that's like, you're just like, this is how I'm spending my time. This is not, this is the opposite of entertaining. This is just terrible. <laughs> Yeah, and it's not even arch terrible in the kind of like an where it becomes entertaining of itself. It's just it's just lame. Yeah, yeah, and then and they don't really try to hide the facts. They're just filming some of the shots of the dried out brown hills of California. That's uh, the thing, because even the locations, they're obviously just shooting five minutes away from Lucas's office, so they're just in the like in the not even like deep in the forest, but like by the side of the road. It's not exotic at all. Yeah. Mm, oh my god. So they, they all get together and they go to and find the shiny thing in the forest, which is a crashed type of what they call it a star cruiser later. What is it an A-wing? What is this? It's, thing? This is nothing that's ever been seen in Star Wars before. It's kind of like okay. it looks a little bit like the Imperial shuttle from the Return of the Jedi, but like really tiny. And mm -hmm. I don't know what the hell this. According to the trivia, this like parts of this is is uh, bashed together from parts from the Snowspeeder props from the Empire Strikes Back, but. It's just dumb looking. It's just a piece of shit. It's just yeah, it's cardboard prop bullshit. The Ewoks no, climb Bill, into it. No, it's 80s. It's 80s Star Wars. You love it. <sighs> yeah, I know. There's nothing right. Yeah, it's all practical effects, so it has to be perfect. This is inherently mm -hmm. better than anything you could do today with CGI and actual money. Um, yeah, they, they go inside, find a little blonde girl hiding who's coughing and farting, <laughs> and. <laughs> God. And like, <laughs> even back in the day, I always thought her costume looked a little bit goofy. But like, she's hardcore '80s where she's got like, it, it looks like something like that you might see in a workout video. Yeah, no, because she's got the headband. She's got like the jazzercising little kid outfit on. Mm -hmm. Like she, like her clothes are because she's a girl, so she has to be dressed in like whites and lavender, and she's got like the scrunchy headband, and she's totally like this little kid actor with the big goo goo eyes. He's like meep beep 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 beep, <laughs> and just oh god, I want to drop kick this fucking kid into the sun. <laughs> and then so they 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 pull a knife on her, but then they see she's a <laughs> kid and are are like, oh, nice, and like, touch her head, but then her shitty brother Mace comes in, yelling like an asshole, threatening yeah. him with a blaster, but don't worry, one of the Ewoks drops on the ground and does a barrel roll right into his legs, knocks him over, and they all pile on him, and he yells at them some more, and they just fucking 
push his head into the dirt and they're like, you shut well, up. Well, there's stick where he's like, you're never going to take me alive or tie me up or something like that. Next thing we see that he's he's been tied up and taken alive and it's like, rah, rah, rah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like there's a bit they where walk. like an Ewok takes his gun and like looks in the barrel and shoots himself in the face and it shoots like the wall behind <laughs> him and it's all just like, oh yeah. god. They walk home back to the hut, the dirt hut. Yeah. And meet the little girl meets Wicket. It goes on. Yeah. And her brother strapped to a couple of branches. She starts coughing, saying, "I'm not feeling good." <laughs> and this and and she says watch... this. This is like ten minutes of her just walking around saying, "Me no feel good." Well, no, it's ten minutes of Mace trying to get the Ewoks to understand words just by yelling them louder and louder and repeating them and trying to get Sindel to eat something. Her name is Sindel. Yeah. Right. I do she remember feels- that. That's when when you mentioned that this, this your next cho- uh, project choice starred Sindel Tawani. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Because of all the names from this thing that stuck in my head, it was that one. Yeah. Yeah. And she feels too yucky and passes out. And Mace is like, I wish Dad was here. He'd know what to do. And then the Ewoks are like, here, give her this medicine. And he's like, F- we don't need no more food. What are you doing? Yeah. This kid's dumb as dirt. I appreciate, like, he is acting like a kid, though. Like, yeah, he is a teenage boy. He's trying to protect his daughter. But, like, yeah, he's being da- stupid. Daughter. Just so they're, oh, Heavens. Daughter. Oh, God. <laughs> Star Wars is a weird place. Where did he have the main... The Star Wars movies have brothers and sisters fucking anyway. This would, be the, this would not be the worst thing to happen to Star Wars movies. But, like, mm. he's being stupid in a way that just kind of, like, pads out the plot a little. You know, like, if he were smart, he would be like, oh, hey, there's these helpful teddy bears who want to help my sister. Work with them. Don't yell at them. Like, yeah. Yeah. She, after he gives her the medicine, she wakes up and is like, where's mommy? I want mommy. And Mace is like, these Ewoks are our mommies now. <laughs> And he starts sucking day, from guess? one of their lactating teats, and oh, like no. she, the Sindel's eyes just open wide and just fades to black. <laughs> and then the next day, comedy of the brothers dropping some wood on their feet and then uh, rolling around in the dirt this fighting. This is like sub three stooges shit with dwarves and teddy bear costumes. It is fucking tiresome. And it's just <laughs> George Lucas. What are you doing, baby? I I see. I understand why you're doing this, but it's terrible. Yeah, it is yeah. funny to see. It is funny to see little people in teddy bear costumes just outright punch each other in the face. <laughs> I mean, and from that t- kind of terror of Tiny Town perspective, it's pretty entertaining from that way. But like, not the way George Lucas thought this was gonna be charming. Yeah. No. Uh. And then um. So uh. Let's see. He, Wicket is, well, he Sind- wakes up and he's about S- to give Sindel a flower. Well, Sindel's looking sick and I'm going to send you two images uh, that I no. love. From this poor girl, she she is looking like at death's door. They do put like fucking like Vaseline on her face to make her look kind of sweaty and nasty <laughs> and shit. <laughs> well, hold on now. Oh. What did you okay. do, Ray? <laughs> okay, there you go. No, well, she you just have it. She's, that first image, she's making this face that looks like her face is caving in. And the second one, she looks like an old tired man. That's actually. Oh, yeah, no, I'm actually looking at the shot where that appears. And it's, you just happen to catch she, kept her two really she rough frames. <laughs> she looks like a villain from the Dick Tracy movie in the, in the second. Like. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, if you were to just show that picture to someone, not even give them any context for what it's from, and like, tell me the age and gender of this person and what's wrong with them, they'd be like, what is, th- what is this creature? Oh god, yeah. yeah. 
So she asks where mommy and daddy are and why did they leave us? And he's like, I don't know. Yeah, it's day I'm two of her just confused. asking. I thought, yeah. I thought they were the ones that left. But I... <laughs> I That's kind of confusing because it did, like when the, we see the parents at the beginning, they're just like, "Oh, oh, we we only let them out of our sights for one minute, and they suddenly disappear." Like I don't know how these two kids got so far away from their parents that like they like. But then they were back in the yeah. Ship they weren't later. around to see their parents get kidnapped by a giant hundred foot tall monster, but then came back. They they were they were able to find their way back, but then it's. It's very hand wavy. It's yeah, the movie's not really worried about that, but it no. is confusing, yeah. And then Mace is like, "We need more medicine." And he says it over and over <sighs> because goes if you repeat a... something long enough, they'll understand. Yeah. Although it is weird there's a, I mean, a little bit of English that like Wicket learns in this movie is randomly just cuz he hears it often enough. Even though the context yeah. shouldn't make any sense to him cuz it's one thing to like uh, like find out what a word is but like to under to be able to use it in context. I again, we're, we're put, uh, trying to apply way too much logic to a fucking yeah. idiot project like this. So they're out, and the dad, Deej, heads out to get some more, taking Mace with him, because there ain't no free lunches in this Ewok house. Yeah. But, and then the voiceover says that one of the trees in the forest has the good shit they need. Only Ewoks know about it. They have used it for generations to cure their ills. It's too bad none of the other Ewoks in one of the other dozens and dozens of huts has any. Yeah. They had to go out and get it. I then, thought that, like, like I do, even though I had seen this back, I only saw this once back in the day, but I forgot what, because I know eventually they have to go to a place. I thought they were going to go half, I thought the Caravan of Courage was just going to be, just to get medicine for the kid. Like, mm. I do like there's a little bit of a development where they have to go get the medicine. Although I thought this is this thing where, like, well, so the Ewoks tap into the tree, they start getting, like, like the life, life, life healing sap. And while they're doing that, Mace sees there's, like, a fucking hand puppet sticking out of a fucking tree next door to it. Mm-hmm, a fuzzy little puppet. Yeah. And Which is obviously just it, like a little hand puppet. Yeah, he does what anybody would do, and goes over and tries to grab it, because I don't know. And into the fucking tree. And yeah. then he gets his arm stuck, and is like, oh, fuck, help me out here, guys. Yeah. And he walks, jog over, hit the tree with a twig. That makes a giant hand puppet monster thing come out. It's trying to eat Mace's arms. Yeah, it's a different arms. hand puppet. The first hand puppet monster is like a little hand puppet squirrel, like from Sesame Street. And the second thing mm -hmm. is like a Star Wars hand puppet, where it's like, yeah, some kind of like giant snake thing with like five eyes or something. Yeah. yeah. And they they hit that with twigs, and that makes it let go of his arm. And, and then so you see that you Mace's just... hand is all fucked up. But I thought that was going to be a plot point. But no, oh, no that's hold the last. On now. He's he's fine. There's no marks on him or anything. Oh yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. And then Deesh throws his stick on the ground, calls Mace an asshole, and storms off. Really? Seriously? At this point, Deesh would be like, you <laughs> fucking human. If we ever get more humans in this neighborhood, we're just gonna, we're not gonna fight them. Or fight, yeah, help them fight them. the Empire, because we're just gonna, no wonder they just, like, decide to immediately try to cook Han, Lei, and Chewie, yeah. We're gonna braid their hair. And then... <laughs> well, if there's a hot one who shows up, yeah, we're gonna braid her hair and make her a new cool outfit, but, like, <laughs> yeah. oh god, yeah. And so the mom, Ewok, tries to put some medicine on Mace's boo-boo later, but he says not to worry about that. That thing in the tree didn't hurt him that bad, which is true because there's not a single mark on his right arm, which is what got, got bit. The <laughs> hand wound is on his left hand. What are you going to do? It's TV movie. Production moves fast. You can't keep track of basic plot points like that. <laughs> and they, yeah. they give... Sindel some meat and medicine. She said, I feel better already. Goo -boo, goo -boo. 
And I don't know if, 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 as far as Mace knows, that puppet could have been made of farts and poison. Yeah. You should probably let the Ewoks put some salve on that wound. You think, if anything, you would say, hey, guys, as, as, since you're taking sap out of that magic tree, why don't you take an, an extra couple doses, because I might need some myself. Or, yeah. oh, yeah, especially, I mean, unless the Ewoks have actually run into that creature before and they realize it's not poisonous, and so as long as his arm didn't it get It could chopped. be poisonous but, to humans. Who knows? But it's just... And the whole time they're, like, fixing Mace and and and, 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 and Sindel, like, Wicket staring with his dead-eyed yellow eyes, <laughs> like, talking through his, like, fucking... Warwick Davis's tongue sticking out through his rubber teeth, and it's just, ugh. Yeah, was was the director for Wicket like, stick your tongue out of your disgusting mouth hole in that mask? And you're obviously rubber teeth, which, I mean, I get the thing that we're seeing this in a sharper resolution than anyone could have seen it back in the day, so it wouldn't look quite as bad back in 1984 as it would look now, but, although uh, Wicket, they did, the, the, he, the, Wicket did that in the Return of the Jedi movie a little bit, too. Yeah. But it wasn't quite so pronounced because he wasn't getting, like, these luxurious close-ups in HD, but... <laughs> uh, oh, God, yeah. So, uh, Sindel's hanging out later with Wicket playing with a ferret. Is this just Earth? Yeah. Again, you it, think they would have dyed the ferret blue or put a horn on it or something, but no, it's just something. a ferret. Yeah. You know, then Sindel's teaching Wicket words like furry, star cruiser, crash, and don't worry, there's only five minutes of Wicket saying star cruiser star over and cruiser, over again. Star cruiser, and it's just, and this never becomes a plot point later or anything like that. It's just, I mean, really, I mean, I guess this is like from George Lucas's perspective. This is the kind of meat and bones because you have a little kid befriending uh, Wicket, teaching him how to speak English, which you think this is going to be like the thing that like endears. Wicket to the to, to the kids watching at home and think, oh, I need to go out and buy myself a Wicket doll, uh, mm -hmm. but no, that didn't happen. It's just Wicket. Yeah. He the, gets a horse doll parent... and then he's like, horses crash, and she's like, horses don't fly. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mace wakes up and asks Sindel what her and Wicket were talking about, and then he chastises her for saying they were talking because Ewoks can't talk. They're animals. Hey, hey well, I take. They can talk, dickhead. They just don't speak your language. Exactly, and then Mace yeah. says, as soon as I get my gun, we're out of here. And Sindel's like, why can't we stay here with the Ewoks? Mm. This little shit bird says, stay here with these walking hairbrushes? Come on, Sindel. They're animals. Wow. Okay, asshole. They did save your sister's life. <sighs> save your arm from a dead terrifying puppet let you sleep in their bed and fart up their hut but yeah yeah and seriously animals. there's absolutely no other there, this is the only thing that could like the, like there's no other uh like i could see if there was he like there was any reason to suspect there might be like civilization on this planet like out beyond the ewoks or something like that too and like okay we can't afford to stay here we need to go back and like find a place that can get us like help us find our family or like get us off planet or something like that but no as far as you know this is this is the, like the fucking this is the new york city of endor this is like as high as civilization is getting you better stick it out with these guys because <laughs> these are only like these guys are the only ones who seem to know the neighborhood and have weapons and fuck mm -hmm. yeah why would you not just take them up on their on their uh fucking uh, hospitality and fucking, especially yeah. if you still have to find your folks too. It's one thing if well, it's, ah, it's, just, it's because Mace is an asshole. Well, and I get that they're trying to make Mace. He's kind of like a combination of Luke Skywalker and Han Solo, where he's kind of like just kind of like oh, they did a terrible good, job. But and he is supposed they to be did. a teenage boy. He's not. He's not supposed to be super smart about stuff. But the Ewok adventure will continue in a moment. I want E-Man. 
you could win one of 100 complete Masters of the Universe toy sets like this. One in 75,000 will win in the Nestle Quick Masters of the Universe Instant Winner Game. There are over a quarter of a million prizes. You can look for this Instant Winner Game card with specially marked packages of Nestle Quick. It's at your grocer's display, or you can get a free game card by writing to Nestle Quick, Masters of the Universe Cards, P.O. Box 3636, Syosset, New York, 11775. Hey, heroes, how about some quick? Yeah. Tonight. Come on! From the creators of the Star Wars saga. A bold adventure of courage and daring. <laughs> Where heroes become legends. And the only thing you can be sure of is magic. Lucasfilm presents The Ewok Adventure next. Ready to drink Coca-Cola. Yeah, whenever you pour a Coca-Cola into a glass right then and there, it's ready to drink. Really, unless you want to make it as sweet as, say, Pepsi. If you did, then you'd have to add some sweetener. You'd have to spoon it. You'd have to stir it up. Then drink it, because Pepsi's sweeter. See, that's the beauty of Coke. The only thing you have to do to make a perfect Coca-Cola is pour it. Maybe add some ice. Ready to drink Coca-Cola now. Coke is <laughs> Snap, crackle, pop. That's cute. Are you referring to my Kellogg's Rice Krispies? Oh, yeah, but don't get me wrong. I know they taste great, but a man needs a breakfast with more horsepower. Yeah, like good old-fashioned oatmeal. For your information, Rice Krispies is higher in iron and eight essential vitamins than your oatmeal. I mean, it's got horsepower. Precisely. Hey, what about Snap, Crackle, and Pop? Oh, yes. Come along, gentlemen. <laughs> snap, Crackle, Pop, Rice Krispies. Hope we're going to a New Year's Eve party. <clears throat> I'd prefer an office party. I want to go to a school Christmas party. McDonald's Chicken McNuggets 20-Pack, the life of any holiday party. How do I look? Delicious. Golden brown is your color. Whoopee! Let's go to a sleigh ride party. It's a good time for the great taste. Parties, parties. Oh. That's all you 20-Packs ever think of. Of McDonald's. Time for McDonald's gift certificates. 50 cents each or a book of 10 for $5. Tuesday, it's an ABC comedy special. It's cute, very cute. Your favorite stars tell the funniest jokes they've ever heard. Clean, clean joke. The Ewok Adventure will continue in a moment. Joel and the Ewoks, tonight at 11. We now return to the Ewok Adventure. Nighttime. Stop motion wolf creature borfing at the planet in the sky. <laughs> yeah. And the Ewoks are sleeping, their creepy lids on their eyes. Not Mace, though. He's going to wake up Sindel and sneak out of there with her. Because why get help from the Ewoks, who obviously know the planet better than you? So what are they going to do? And, They're just going like, to sure live you, in a cave you, for the rest of their lives, away from the Ewoks? And, like, what's the plan here? Make sure you go out in the middle of the night when the planet is at its most dangerous. Exactly. You think at least you wait till the next morning, let, let the Ewoks feed you big fat breakfast, and you can, like... Go walking in the sunlight. Like, yeah, no. I just, I don't understand then, what his plan here is. They run around some day-to-night shooting and... Oh, yeah. This movie's, to rest. <laughs> this movie's not to good rest. at all at trying to hide that day-for-night no. shit. Yeah. They, they, she has to rest because some asshole woke her up in the middle of the night to run around in a strange forest. I've only been asleep for 20 minutes, asshole. We could have waited until, like, 5 a.m. at least. I could have gotten half a and night's he, sleep before we ran away. 
He says he'll build a fire. That certainly won't attract any creatures or burn down the whole forest. I Nosery do Ball. Love he has like a laser fire pen that he breaks out and just shoots like a stick with it and catches on fire, which I thought was great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They have a heart to heart about missing their parents, and he knows he's been a little shit in the past. He just wants to tell him he loves him anymore. Yeah. Maybe if he had done that, what they told him to do, they. It would be like it was, and Sindel's like, maybe they'd still be alive. <laughs> That's dark as shit for a seven-year-old. I do appreciate like them just jumping to the idea that no, the parents may actually be dead. This is the, like they're not mm. coddling the, 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 the audience too much there on that perspective. And he's like, they're not dead. They, they, we just gotta get back to our star cruiser. Well, and don't wait they have them. the life presence that would show them if they're alive or dead or not? I'm surprised that doesn't become a point. <laughs> Of, of topic uh, conversation. I don't that, think that... they quite know how the those bracelets work. It's weird that the parents film. just mention them at the beginning, but they never become. Because you can see that they're, both kids are wearing like life meter bracelets, which becomes a yeah. huge plot point in the sequel, actually. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. And so anyway, they're, they're fucking. So instead of resting comfort comfortably in a warm Ewok hut, in a, in a dirt parking lot next to the Industrial Light Magic uh, <laughs> parking lot. Now they're, like, cold alone at 5 a.m. in the forest. Uh-huh. Where noises and growls happen. Yeah. And we'll Probably attracted by the fire. So they run. Who could have seen this coming? <laughs> so they get they're chased. Ch well, they're chased by a reject puppet from Meet the Feebles. Yeah, unfortunately for them, the, the, the puppet can only run as fast as the puppeteers can. <laughs> So, yeah. like, they get very slow. Well, depending on the shot, because well, sometimes it's, like, an actual, like, big rubber puppet puppet, and other times it's, yeah. like, stop motion, depending on what the budget was for that shot. Yeah. Yeah. Mace shoots his blaster at it, hitting various trees beside it. He aims like Mace. a stormtrooper. Yeah. And they find a hollow tree and hide in it, and the thing goes... He, he drops his blaster for because, of course, you wouldn't want to hang on to that. Yeah. And then it claws and bites at the hole before stomping off into the night. And Mace is like, well, well what do you know? We'll just rest here. We'll just, um... I guess we'll we're, I guess we're just going to live in this tree for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then half an hour in, so much excitement That's, has happened. Yeah, this, I mean, to, uh, at least that is a third of the story, but, like, nothing has happened. No. So they wake up to the sounds of Ewoks getting slammed against the tree. And literally they wake up and like, Ew like Wicket's ass is suddenly flumps <laughs> through the tree hole. They're like, what the hell? What? Yeah. And it turns out and the Ewoks are fighting the giant Snarletooth monster. Mm -hmm. yeah. The stop motion boar thing, stabbing it with spears and shit. Yeah. And, it's actually, and the stop motion isn't bad because you can tell like, no. so there's shots of like, it's 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 live action Ewoks on like an industrial light magic blue screen stage against like stop motion footage of the monster going, Rawr! but then the insert yeah. shots of the monster, are, like up close puppet shots. And it's just, again, they, proof that they practical effects were not necessarily better than CGI. Yeah. They also didn't, um, they weren't, very consistent with the size of the thing. Yeah, because the puppet but shot, whatever. the puppet looks a lot smaller than the actual uh, stop motion creature. Yeah. Um, well, also when it's chasing them through the woods, it seems like it's like fifty feet tall. Yeah, and I, I think just because it's a TV movie, they weren't really keeping too much track of this stuff. So yeah, they, yeah it's one so. of those unfortunate things where like it's it's a TV movie, it's for little kids. As long as it just looks menacing, that's the real point. We yeah. Like so the the Ewoks defeat it by shooting a tiny little dart into its skin. That's all it took. And, uh... <clears throat> I do like when the CGI... So, when, when the stop-motion puppet flails on the ground, uh, there was an, uh, a, a special, uh, like, stop-motion effect that Industrial Light Magic had, uh, 
con concocted right before uh, they had started working on Return of the Jedi called Go Motion, which let lets them kind of do some kind of blurry stop motion mm. stuff, and they do a little bit of that with the death throws of the stop motion monster, which I thought looked good. But that's kind of like mm. the that's kind of the special effects highlight of this whole thing. Yeah, the kids come out, look at the body. It has a collar. And it's got one of their parents' life monitors attached to it. I just realized which, what. Which. And Rex, like, how. Wait, yeah, how. Which, the, the giant that we see take his this tiny little bracelet and it's like, you're gonna have a nice little trinket on your collar there, pet. Yeah. And, like, attach it delicately. This makes no sense, like, when you look at it from, like, after seeing the end of the story, like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that this this lets the kids know that their parents are still alive somehow. And well, at least that the, the, they may still out be out there. Like it's not confirmation for sure, but like the, someone no, out the, there. One of the kids is like, "Mom and Dad are still alive." <sighs> but okay, whatever. so now they got to find the master of this beast if they're going to find the parents. And at the Ewok hut, Mace asks the Ewoks if there's someone who can help. So they send him to see Low-Grade, Low-Grad, Low-Grad, the village mystic. Low-Grade is from like, Return of the Jedi. He was like the guy yeah. who, who pronounces the good guys in Return of the Jedi. We are now members of the tribe, yeah. Mm -hmm. Who I guess is as old as the trees. Which, and wow, he, just he actually lives, he lives in the trees with the other Ewoks. Oh, or, or the, yeah. Or the paintings of the trees, that is. <laughs> this is when they actually wheeled out some of the map paintings from Return of the Jedi just to like, okay, yeah, now I guess this is supposed to be the same village, yeah. Mm -hmm. He handles some props, spins a top like a, uh, and and takes... I thought the... that was kind of cool. Again, we're, we're this is going just from... Okay, well, the Force is kind of a magic force field, too. This is just pure magic fantasy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't have a problem takes... with, but, like, what are you going to do? No. He takes the life bracelet from them, and Mace Mace is like, Hey, be careful with that. Shut up, asshole. <sighs> He's helping you. Fucker. Yeah. And then the parents and the monster show up inside of the top's view screen, and Mace <laughs> starts shouting, Where is it? Ah! It looks like some kind of monster! And his acting in yeah. this is no bueno. I was it surprised Mace terrible. doesn't pick up his gun and start shooting at the like the, the crystal <laughs> TV thing. Because he's like, oh my god, he's, he's dropped our parents inside this revolving crystal thing! But yeah. And Sindel oh, says, man. if we don't help them, they're gonna die! And then she cries. You happen to see that just as she was saying it as she was I'm watching it now. That's pretty, <laughs> that was alarming to hear your voice come out of a sad, pretend space three-year-old's <laughs> mouth. Yeah. And the voiceover says, Ewoks know that they are being held captive by the dreaded giant Gorax. And also, he lives in a land the new Ewok has ever returned from. It is so weird to have, like, this oatmeal commercial Wilfred, Wilfred Brimley narration over this movie like that. Because <laughs> it's not doesn't happen often enough that you get used to it. It's just random, just like, oh, well, then Wicket realized he had a boner for a human woman for the first time. But it's all done so, <laughs> like, brrr. Yeah. Opial, it and is then, like an 80s opial commercial narration. And Deej says, They will help you. <laughs> and stabs his baby life into the map. He does fake it. It's like, wait, what? Now he knows English just to say that? <laughs> and like the uh -huh. English words coming out of that inarticulated mouth? It is like something out of child's play. It is fucking... <laughs> oh, because like... Oh, and when he talks, the actor is pushing his teeth against the fake rubber... 
uh, he's pu- pushing his tongue against the fake rubber teeth of the of the mask, and so it looks like mm-hmm. his teeth are just about to fall out when he says. So it's just a horror <laughs> show. Oh my god! And again, this is, these are supposed to be the moments that are supposed to be endearing a generation to these characters, so they will well, help fuel the Lucasfilm Empire until they can get the, the prequels next, done. But oh, that's the next scene where the mom Ewok touches all of her kids, even the horrible nightmare baby Ewok puppet, because she knows <laughs> just... her family is helping these horrible bald bears exactly, and probably yeah. won't come back. The weirdest thing is they did have baby Ewok puppets for Return mm-hmm. of the Jedi which they must have thrown out because now they created these new, like, even less articulated, like, this, like, furry doll that is obviously just, like, it looks like they took a baby doll, put, like, some fucking dog shavings uh, glued to its <laughs> face and just kind of, like, like, just kind of, like, push its face in and out, like, when it's sleeping in the crib, so it's just, like, and it's just it's not good looking. It's bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So the next morning, more Ewoks show up to help load supplies for the long journey on the, just the regular ass horses. Yeah. So they're sure assembling the titular plenty, caravan of plenty, courage. Uh, as I was about to say, making sure to pack up plenty of courage on the caravan. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we can do that again so you can get no, the point. No, we line. can't. Yeah. And uh, I'll go to see low grade, and he has presents for all of them. Oh yeah, that's right. He he gives the dad a hat with white wings. Wicked gets a magic walking stick. Ooh, when one son gets blue ra- wings, the other gets his w- red wings. And I'm not gonna make a joke about that. Yeah. And then Sindel gets a candle. Great. <laughs> Did she ever use the candle? Kinda. Mace is like, fuck yeah, that crystal must be mine. But the mystic knocks his hand away. Is like, you get a rock, dickhead. Yeah. So he gets a rock. And he just throws it like as they're walking out. Like at least he holds on onto it long enough not to like insult Logre while they're inside the hut. But the moment he gets out, he's just like, ah, eh, fuck this rock. The last two items are for other Ewoks. They must meet and convince to join them. Which is without just... them, they'll never make it. I, guess. I don't know if I don't know if I respect that. As ballsiness is just saying, fuck it, yeah, there's going to be two more Ewoks we're going to meet. Fine, fine, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Just broadcasting that. Or if I should condemn that as just being lazy writing. But yeah, yeah just like. It, as they leave, Mace is like, a rock? What am I, Charlie Brown? And he throws it on the ground. And yeah. I don't. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wicket sees it. He's, he's walking right up uh, fucking behind. Yeah. Uh, Mace's he's no ass idiot. and grabs the rock, and he's like, eh, fuck out. Yeah, he knows there's gonna be a plot point just, where that rock is needed. The lack of creativity here, where it's just like, they obviously couldn't come up with enough items to, for all the Ewoks, so like, three of them are just like, eh, it's just bird feathers with poster paint on them. Because those th- items don't <laughs> yeah. do anything in the plot. No. They're just no. like, and, they, and the Ewoks don't even wear them in the rest of the movie or anything. They're just they, like, they do when they go into the, oh, the yeah, fortress. Oh, that's just... But they uh, still, they don't do, I guess they're supposed to be just reminders of the inner, like, courage or whatever of the, uh, that yeah. is already residing in the Ewoks' hearts. But it's still just mm. like, ugh. Wicket and Sindel climb into a little cubby hole thing, backpack on back. Oh, yeah, this is horses. when they're pretending they're still up in the, like, the, the high tree village thing, yeah. So they, this is and how they get they... back down on the ground, yeah. Well, no, no, I'm talking about the the pack on the back of the horse. Oh, okay, okay, the, yeah. The Wicket and Wicket and Sindel climb. I did. They put in her basket then, when they have to lure everyone back down to the ground, though. It's pretty cute. Yeah, and Mace is like, "Hey, where's my horse?" And 
uh, Deej is like, fuck you, you don't get a horse, you're riding in there. And he's like, what? That's for kids. I'd rather walk. Okay, dickhead. I'm like, have you only noticed I, that these guys have I like under- three horses and they're tiny little ponies? I understand now why they kill him almost immediately in the second movie. I, I Okay, yeah, I wasn't quite sure if you were aware of that because I remember that being the ballsiest move they made with these movies. That second movie, they just kill off Sindel's entire fucking family. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if they bring back the same actor for Mace. I know the yeah, dad. I think they do. The dad turns into the principal for the Breakfast Club, which kind of cracked me up. Uh, and the mm. the only other like bit of trivia I, th- I thought I had for this movie is I always thought that Mace in this movie was played by uh, the Rusty Griswold from National European's uh, European Vacation, National Lampoon's European Vacation. Uh, just looking it up right before we started podcasting, I was wrong. They're two different people, but they look exactly the same. I'm just saying, if you mm. look up Google, Google image search for Rusty Griswold European Vacation versus Mace Tawani, and you'd be like, oh, it kind of looks like the same kid, but I guess I was wrong. Anyway. <laughs> Bug-eyed redheads. So, um, almost halfway through the movie, and the character God, has yeah, this started. is this is fucking... Oh, imagine watching you, this and this being even slower paced with like when you've got like commercials for tampons interspersed, interspersed with all this fucking shit. Oh. Ewoks hoot and holler and wave goodbye and good riddance to the family who's too good to live in the trees. <laughs> I know, seriously. This fucking <laughs> asshole's been shit talking for the last three days, yeah. Mace takes the lead and is almost crushed by a falling tree later down the line. It's suggest like they're it's... barely out of the village when they meet. <laughs> Both of the the other Ewoks are going to take yeah. with them. It's ridiculous. Well, the Ewok version of Brian Blessed chopped it down. <laughs> yeah. I do and love Mace, the idea of a rough and tough Ewok, though. Mace tries to yell at him like the big man he is, but the Ewok just pinches his nose. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you stupid kid, and goes and talks to Deej. Deej gives him a tooth. Yeah. But he doesn't want to come on this stupid journey. When- so Mace starts taunting him, being like, oh, you think you're a big man? You ain't nothing special. And he throws an axe into a tree. Okay, Which, that'll show him. Watching this, it's weird because when Axe throws, oh, when Mace throws the axe, when it lands in the tree, it's like there's some kind of blue screen around it for some reason. I have no idea why. Hmm. Uh, but when uh, the fucking Ewok does it, it's just like a normal throw. I don't know what happened with, with the take used for uh, 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 Mace's throw, but I do love the moment when Axe Ewok uh, meets Deej and they're like old buddies where they're like, like, like they almost start fighting a little bit. They, like they they do oh. the rough shoulder like slap and hey buddy, what's going they, on? They kiss a little. Yeah, <laughs> they rub their inanimate lips against each other for a moment. <laughs> Gross. A little tongue touch between the two masks. <laughs> I do. Also, the, the, the like the weird because like the axe Ewok, he's got like this uh, rib cage of like sticks, uh, like armor on his chest. And he's his like his little headdress is tied tighter than everyone else's. He, he yeah, he looks like the Charles Bronson of Ewoks, which cracks me up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so the big Ewok throws his axe with sticks into the handle of the one oh, Mace yeah. just threw. He does the Robin Hood he, thing, yeah. And then he does a cross chop across his crotch at Mace and tells him <laughs> to suck it. It actually says it in English, which makes it even that much more alarming. Yeah, and it's not even like Ewok English; it's the voice of a human guy just saying, "Suck it." <laughs> <laughs> then Mace takes the tooth from the uh, from Deej and gives it to the Ewok, and I guess he just needed a human to hand it to him. I to guess so. And I, the insinuation that the tooth is actually from uh, that Ewok's because he's already got like like an animal jaw hanging from his chest, and he even mm-hmm. like like. Uh, points to where like there used to be well the, the same tooth. The voiceover is like now nah, that tooth is back to its exactly, rightful yeah. owner. 
So I guess, I guess Logray could have just said, hey, like, it's no mystery who this tooth belongs to. It belongs to Larry, who is literally just standing outside of the village 50 feet away. <laughs> yeah. You're going to meet him in about five minutes. Yeah. So they, they stop. May starts whining about how they're wasting time, which was the original subtitle of this movie, Wasting Your Time on Ewok God, Adventure. I was watching this last night, Saturday night, and I got to the point where I was like, this is, this is one of the rare times where we're watching a Tardy the Party project where it feels like you can really feel time <laughs> slowing down. Because it got to yeah. this point, I was like, this thing's got to be over, right? And it's like, oh, it's only halfway through. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. And this is like, this is... Like when we joke about like like there being movies where you just spend your whole time like checking your email or checking Twitter the whole time, this is it because, yeah, it's Bill. Ugh. I watched this at one and a half speed. <laughs> and you didn't miss anything because this thing is so no. drawn out. Oh my god, uh -huh. this is I I almost actually really do wonder if this was supposed to be an hour long special because there's maybe at even if you. there's a there's an hour's worth of story in this that gets drawn out for ninety minutes and it's just like oh yeah yeah. So they run into a Ewok priestess, who they give the crystal to, and it's to pat to join. They must pass the magic test, oh, and then the Ewok, the priestess, puts the crystal in Maze's hand. It turns into a lizard. He proclaims, "What the?" and drops it, and then is like, "So it turned into a lizard. Big deal." No, my pants were already full of poop. I didn't just <laughs> shit myself. I didn't shit myself, you shit yourself. I know you're not wearing pants, but I'm sure if, if you were in pants right now, they'd be full of fucking Ewok Why shit. Why is this asshole acting and then like he, seeing, seeing a crystal turn into a lizard is an everyday thing for him? Yeah, and then he punches the priestess, runs away in the forest, and we never see him again. <laughs> and it's just Sindel's story from nice. here on, yeah. I do like the design of the priestess, because she's got, like, this pointy hat. Or her, mm -hmm. like, headdress is all kind of pointy, which makes her look extra ridiculous, which I thought was kind of funny. And then he says, I don't think these guys are going to help us. Let's get out of here. <laughs> And then Sindel picks up the lizard, which is now a mouse. Yeah. Sindel asks the Ewok to help. It nods, and they keep going. Great. Fantastic. Do they just, so they just let the priestess keep the crystal rod, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, by a stream, later, Mace pokes his <laughs> reflection in the water, and the zip-zap-zoop <laughs> is transported into the water, whereas he is now trapped, screaming under the surface, making sure to use up all the air he has in his lungs. I guess it's because he had to have something to happen between the Ewoks leaving the village and just suddenly being at their destination. This I... is it. Randomly, <laughs> fucking Mace gets eaten by a lake. I vaguely remember this part. Oh yeah, this is like an erotic awakening for you? Oh yeah, Every I love getting trapped underwater. <laughs> Every time you see a puddle of water, you, you imagine that's this, a teenage boy beneath it and teabag it. This in the, the the scene from Legend where uh, oh god, where, where Tom Cruise gets stuck under the waters is the only <laughs> video. It is kind of nightmarish though, because like like well, just being stuck underwater and also just being teleported under there for like. And, like, yeah, so the Ewoks start, like, trying to grab, like, ropes and sticks and stuff to try to help Mace out from yeah. underneath the surface yep. lake, but they all disappear yep. the moment they touch the face of the and water. It, it goes on for, like, three minutes, this although goes... Mace is still screaming. Yeah. And like, then Sandal's like, Wicket, use the magic stick. And he does. And they pull the turd out of the toilet. And maybe he'll be, stop being an asshole now, but probably not. I'm just looking at the, watching the scene, just, like, shaking my head, just like the fuck's wrong with people made this, this is boring it's not, it's not even particularly terrible it's just boring yeah sindel tells mace that wicked saved him and he says thanks grabs his little hand shocking me by my not saying couldn't have done it a little faster huh yeah seriously yeah i always wonder if they and, like they would have had a take of that just, just and like like okay well, let's have a take where he's nice just in case like in the editing room this it makes him look as, like too much of a dick but yeah 
a very important scene. And then later, Mace tells everyone, hey, it's time to get going, because I guess he's in charge now. So. And he puts Sindel in the pod on the back of the horse. And he's like, where's Wicket? Wicket, get in too! But Wicket's bouncing up and down on a tree branch, and he lets go of the tree branch. And that's enough to spook the horse, which takes off running with Sindel inside. <laughs> Good job, Mace, you this fucked is, up again. None of this is tied to the plot, it is just random happenings in the movie for no reason. In a movie uh-huh. that's already designed to be like, okay, check Twitter while, while not paying attention to the movie. This, all, everything happening here, it's just, nothing ha- it's, it's consequential to the plot. It's just fucking stupid shit. And so, you yeah. Know what, uh, you know what somebody should do, Bill? What's that? They just, uh, there was just that leaked footage of, uh, uh, the, the Star Wars event today of the, what, what is it, the... Mandalorian? Metaclo-written Mandalorian. <laughs> if somebody put put the, the that out but edit it in the trailer for this with the audience screaming and going nuts and shit the funny thing is there's enough fans who have grown up who don't even know that these movies exist so they would mm-hmm. recognize it as big star wars but they'd be like why is there like a child <laughs> on the back of a horse in a cage and being chased by ewoks like oh that would have been amazing oh god uh... So God, this goes the big on for Ewok jumps remember. on his horse. I must and have actually. Chase. I must have tuned up. I don't remember watching this last night. Yeah, yeah, he eventually catches the horse and saves her. Another very that's important it. scene. Fade to black. That's the end of the scene. Mm-hmm. And then a scene of everyone camping. Sindel says she's got a good candle. It never burns down. I, I okay. And the mace looks outside, and the fairy from Legend starts flying around. Yeah. And God, this I, is all I, fucking. Oh fuck! I read that the sound effect was reused in Willow. Uh, was is uh, is there was a... it also used in Legend? I wouldn't I be surprised. I'm sure because it, it's, the, it's... the sound effects these fairies makes is very familiar. It, it's that high pitched like yeah. Um, I mean, of course, like it would be reused in Willow just because like George Lucas has his sound department; they always recycle the same sound yeah. effects and stuff like that. But yeah, and, and again, but even, being even the smart the meeting with this fucking fairy, the fairy like the only contribution it does for the rest of the movie is like it whirls in front of the Gorax's so... face later. And so this again, this is like nothing to the plot. It's just random happenings. Well, Mace being the smart guy he is, having almost had this planet kill him several times, <laughs> I know, yeah. goes chasing after it. And then there are hundreds of them flying around and bugging all the Ewoks after Mace yells, Hey, come out and get tormented too! Yeah. And I, I like the one Ewok that's like, Fuck this! And goes back inside his tent <laughs> to like, go back to this sleep. This can't be held. What do I do? Try to kill these things? They're not trying to hurt me. I'm just gonna... Like, if I just go back into my tent, they can't do anything then, to me, so fuck it. Sindel comes out with her candle, watches for a little bit, turns, puts the candle on the ground, which I guess is what these things wanted, and they all get sucked into the flame, which would make you think that she's going to put that candle down later, and all these fairies are going to attack the giant. That's what I assume, no. too, yeah. No, that would make too much sense. This so, really feels <sighs> like it's like a first draft script that they just filmed because like even a second yeah. draft you would like have the thing of okay well if you're gonna go out of your way to have sindel have the candle well, the candle should do something like, that's just basic script writing even for something yeah. as simple as this children's tv movie that's you think you would just like just set up and pay off that's as simple as that yeah. and like no they don't even do that it's just random happenings yeah mm-hmm. nace finds one last one on the ground that's separated from all the rest picks it up it dances in his hand like crazy go nuts for reasons <laughs> Yeah. And then that scene ends with Mace say, finally saying the Ewoks are helping. It's never suggested, like, I guess Mace helped the, the fairy, I guess? With his mm. his joy? Or, I don't know. 
Things happen, yep. but then the next morning, yeah, it just... Uh, well, time passes. That scene happens. Sindel says she's hungry. Mace says they're running low on food, and I don't know how much longer we have to go. Plus, the Ewoks are terrible at foraging and hunting, I guess. Yeah. And there's still half an hour left. Uh. And then Wiki gives him some crackers. Great. They laugh. Mace <laughs> takes the fairy out of his vest pocket and offers it some cracker. It starts squeezing, squeaking and farting and flying around, and it goes on. And I guess it's very whimsical. And, and one of them says, I think she eats giggles. <laughs> Barf. <laughs> Then that scene ends. Man, you're a nine-year-old boy. I was a nine-year-old boy watching this and, like, watching this desperate hope there'd be any kind of, like, actual Star Warsy <laughs> content in this. And yeah. an hour into this, even more than an hour with commercials back in the day, and this is kind of like the highlight of the film is a fucking three-year-old girl going, she eats giggles. <laughs> it's just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Why haven't they invented Nintendo yet? So I could just turn this off and play like Super Mario Brothers instead. <laughs> like fuck, oh George Lucas, you're killing me. Yeah, and then uh, they cross the desert of Sama, the land of acid pools and dry lakes. Which, I, I it makes me wonder if that's not like the same desert planet, like you know, they, they, in the news the episode nine trailer. You never know because this kind of looks like some of that never same know. shit. Um, yeah. But yeah, but th again, yeah, it is nice to see in Star Wars though a planet that is all not just one thing. There's forests yeah. and deserts with lakes of acid, I guess. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yep, this is where the Ewoks go to get rid of the bodies of their enemies. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, when, oh, this is where they dispose of, the, dispose of the bones after they've eaten all the meat off the bones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they've reached the forbidden fortress of the dreaded Pyrgorax. But seriously, pretty much everything and from I, the I moment was... they left the village to this, plot-wise, has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, they're just yeah, suddenly well, here. Yeah, well, I was... I was surprised with all the dumb filler they've had so far. Nothing happened in the desert. Yeah, I guess you think there would be the, some kind of hardship guess, in the desert or something. Yeah, I guess all the people in the Ewok suits were like, "Fuck no, we're not standing in the desert in these suits." What are you crazy? Yeah, you get one day of us pretending we're at the <laughs> at the foot of this castle in the desert, and that's it. You're not mm -hmm. you're not going to be out in the baking sun for a fucking week. Fuck that shit. No. Yeah. So they look for a way in. No one can find nothing. And then the priestess is like, "Hey, use your rock, asshole." And he's like, oh, I threw it away because I'm a tard. <laughs> uh, uh, oh. It's funny that he says, specifically says tard just like that too. Like, he realizes he shouldn't say it, but he's, he realizes it's the only truthful thing. It's the only actual truthful adjective in that moment. So he's like, oh, I am a tard. I, I wrote turd, but for some tard. reason that word came out, and I apologize for being No, but this... <laughs> if you can ever use an epithet in a correct situation, it's not too far off, but like, yeah. Oh, no. Uh, but he is a turdy tard, I yeah. Hey, he says, I'm a turd. I'm a tard. Oh, yeah. I guess. Woo, We're trying yeah. to be better Oopsie people. doodles. Oopsie doodles. <laughs> so, That's um, what he says. He says, I left my rock behind. Oopsie doodles. <laughs> So, um... Oh, then Wicked's just no, like, hey, don't, don't worry. worry, I Wicked, got you, bro. Yeah, yeah. Wicked's like, yeah, and he he's like, thanks. Now now what? It's just the plain old stupid well, rock. The alarming it, thing is that when, when Wicked pull, he, Wicked doesn't have pockets, and so when he says, hey, Mace, come here, I got something to show you, he reaches behind his own ass crack, and, like, there's, like, five minutes of, like, junk sounds while he's, like, rustling around in his own butt crack, and then he pulls out the rock, and it's terrible. Yeah. And, and and he's seen all this shit happen, and he's still acting like it's just a stupid rock. I know, it's still he, he's still just like, fuck. He shakes it. Yeah. There's something inside of it, so he bashes. I feel it like open it's like a geode. Like it's got like crystals an, inside yeah. stuff. Yeah. 
There's an arrowhead inside, which he puts on the ground. It points in a direction and zooms along under a boulder. And May says, it's impossible to move. But he, give him his blaster, he's going to blast it away. And I thought that was stupid. But apparently, no. if you turn a blaster sustain mode on, it can heat up a rock and vaporize it. Which shit, Who man, knew? why are they doing all that time in Star Wars if you could explode anything just by shooting it enough? Fuck, yeah. yeah. And then they go into the hole that the, and, and enter a Papiamisha cave. <laughs> Welcome to the rest D of the movie, this one set. <laughs> Dee says the little one's gotta stay in this room. So the Ewoks put on their... Why do you even bring them? And the Ewoks put on their stupid hats and head deeper into the cave with Mace leading that way because if someone's gonna die first, it should be him. And they reach the chasm with a giant spider web that Mace starts to cross. Someone lowers a spoopy Halloween decoration with at him. With the wires are he, clearly visible. <laughs> he punches it and it squeals into the void. Oh. They all cross as the two younger Ewoks do headstands to entertain Sindel. And then another spoopy spider shows up to hover behind the last Ewok crossing. But oh no, Mace's blaster won't work. And for some reason, the big Ewok can't throw his axe at it. So the priestess, the, she pulls out her magic wand, or the crystal that and, she got from Low Gray. Yep. Yeah, it glows green and it hypnotizes the spider, and they all get off the web. Then the big one cuts one piece of this giant web, and it all falls. Yeah. What a shitty web. Which I, I, I was kind of curious about it because everyone's like celebrating, like yeah, and I'm like, how the fuck are you gonna get back though? And yep. I guess the idea is that the part of the spider web later they just use as a rope to swing past across. But yeah. Anyway, but yeah. Oh, and then so there's a, they, they, but there's another spider that attacks uh, Sindel and Ewo, uh, Wicket. Yep. God, they, this they, Ewo, they... this fucking spider puppet's terrible. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. It, um, they they reach some giant steps and start climbing, and then the Halloween decoration attacks the kids, but Wicket stabs <laughs> it, and that's man, it really, done. he stabs it in the gut, like and the spider crawls over him. He actually like, I'm I'm kind of surprised Wicket's not covered in like black icor kind of goo shit, but yeah. They didn't have the budget for that. It's probably the most violent thing that happens in the movie is him stabbing that yeah. fucking spider in the gut. And then the ground, uh, they sneak around on the ground. No, they Mace climb a bunch of stairs. Mace, yeah. Mace is sweating his ass off. and uh, Those are giant stairs they had to climb. Yeah. Now they're like holding... fraggles in the fraggle workshop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's he's holding his blaster that doesn't work most of the time. I guess he could, then... yeah. You just hold it like a club, but... Mace. But then the giant shows up, and they all hide behind a wall, except for one of them, which hides behind a monster's ass. Axe. His ass. It hides behind his ass. He's and got shelf the butt! The monster's got shelf butt! <laughs> so when he turns around, he can't got, quite see what's beneath the shelf butt. He's got that giant Ludo ass from Le uh, Labyrinth. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That was my sexual awakening. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the giant looks at the parrot's cage and roars at them, which I don't know why it's keeping them, but then the Ewok behind the axe knocks it over, and the giant chases him for a while as Mace wonders how to get them down. So they use the giant's axe as a springboard to launch Mace into the cave. So he'll be stuck up there too. The Ewoks dust off their hands, say we're finally rid of him and leave. And so... <laughs> this is just their elaborate plan. Just like they didn't want to kill Mace themselves because they're like, that's too good for Mace. Well, we're gonna we're gonna lure him into the cave of the Gorax, and just so he could get killed with his parents. If Sindel doesn't like it, fuck her. But fuck this kid. We're gonna make sure he dies mm -hmm. in the most painful, humiliating way possible. But yep. so Mace is like, hey, we're gonna rescue you, even though the parents like the holes in the cage are big enough for the parents to have always climb through, and the and the parents already have like a rope. 
that they yep. throw down. So I really, guess. there's absolutely yeah. no reason why the parents just could have rescued themselves before Mace ever showed up. But yeah, yeah. so the uh, they lower the rope and the Ewok, big Ewok, climbs up and then Mace goes down. I just, and then I, the I think something e editing wise here didn't work out and they didn't have time to fix it up. Yeah. The other Ewok runs around with a giant chasing him, hiding behind a tiny basket. I don't basket, know if he's intentionally should... trying to distract the, the monster, but it works, because like, yeah. there's this whole thing of running around, and yeah. Yeah, and the giant steps on the basket, but he, the Ewok's not in it anymore, and the chase goes on and leads the giant back to the main room where everybody's escaping, <laughs> and then except the, except the big Ewok, who hits the giant on the foot with his axe a couple times, and the giant just lets it keep happening. And then... Um, <laughs> That, also, yeah, it's the, the action is this this scene, like the lack of motivation as to why anyone's doing anything at any given time. It's just so confound. It's just again, it's random happenings. There's not much shape to the events here. It's yeah. just shit happening. Yeah. Yep. And also, the fairy in Mace's pocket glows now, and they reach the pit they crossed earlier. But oopsie doodles, the web's gone. Yeah. And then Mace sends the fairy out and annoys the giant as much as this movie annoyed TV audiences in <laughs> Get 1982. Get out of my face! <laughs> Where's Jeopardy? Pounds, Where's Alf? The giant pounds the walls, which cause a bunch of rocks to fall on the big Ewok. He gives Mace his ass and says it should have been you a bit <laughs> and dies. Two weeks from retirement. And yeah, you get to see an Ewok with closed eyes, which is also slightly alarming. And and mm. like then Mace's like, you can't die. You need your axe for when you're super healthy again and fighting monsters. And like the fucking Ewok goes, eh. <laughs> and it's yep. dramatic Ewok death, which it's, yeah, it's, it's not good. Yeah. It's, yeah. The fairy leads the giant to the escaping, uh, the, the escaping ground. What the fuck? So I guess, I well, they're running back down. So, so really like the, the, the Gorax group. just I meant has the right like, group. The Gorax has his dining room and then he just has steps leading back to the chasm, uh, the spider chasm. Yeah. And so he's running down the steps. Uh, I think the fairy's still flying, flitting around his face. Yeah. They, they use a rope to trip him at the bottom of the yeah. stairs. Yeah. He almost falls into the pit, but he doesn't and roars. And then the priestess makes a rock fall on his head. And then the mom uses Mace's blaster to shoot it in the shoulder. And a terrible stop motion composite of the giant falls it into just, the pit. It shrinks and then fades away. It, but it's, <laughs> I could see what they were going for, but oof a Mace is joined back up with Dan, but it's short lived as everybody is sad that the big one is dead now. And he says, he gave his life for us. And then the kids, the little kids show up, but so does the giant who roars at them. So Mace yeah, I, throws the Yeah, now the giant is on the other side of the crevasse. He's, he's, he's climbing yeah. up, and now he's, like, like grasping at Wicked and Sindel. Yeah, and so there's Mace one throws great the... shot, though, which I don't know what they did to the actress playing Sindel, but, like, she's, like, looking down and, like, pressing herself against the wall, and she makes this face, like, she looks, like, genuinely in distress, which I was like, oh, mm. my God, that's great. I love that. So Mace throws the axe that he got from the dead Ewok at him uh, and hits yeah. him in the back and he says, ow, that kind of hurts and falls. Hip, hip, hooray. Yeah, he actually does fall this time in. Yeah, the, the special effect of him falling into the hole is not quite as bad as the first time, but it's still pretty dodgy. But yeah, mm -hmm. no, that's everyone wins. Yay. That's they, the actual They all swing across and are back together. Hurrah. And that stupid fairy returns squeaking and farting, and they all leave to go back to the Ewok hut. So really, then, you know what? The only contribution the fairy had was that it enraged uh, the Gorax enough that it, it broke the walls and killed the giant Ewok. <laughs> but that's all the only effect. If the the, if the fairy hadn't ha hadn't tried to quote unquote help, then the mm -hmm. like the, no one would have died. Because it's not like yeah. like oh, that's weird. Okay. 
So, um, they all get back to the hut, and Mace. Yeah, they're the just back free. at the hut. There's no, there's no scene no, of them like yeah. getting back into the caravan or anything like that. It's just if yeah, it flies off, and the Ewoks dance and have a party in their hut. Wicked is literally the, just on a table, just like dancing like the most fucking terrible. Like they didn't have music on the stage. He's just like making up a fake like he's <laughs> dancing like Mac and me on the counter at the McDonald's. Yeah. yeah, and then the dad looks at the daddy walk and says, "We're two very lucky fathers." <sighs> and then Cinder <laughs> says, to say. it's just terrible." <laughs> Wicked says, "Cinder," and Cinder says, "Wicked." Yeah. And then the voiceover, who sounds drunk off his ass now, like it was the end of the recording day, and he had been pounding back martinis the entire, entire yeah, time. Yeah, but you, says, you can't get Burl Ives into the studio without a couple like bottles of uh, Miller High Life mm-hmm. on hand. Yeah, he says. Reunited the families and joined the simple pleasures of being together. Having learned something they already knew. What? That Curry's loyalty and love is the strongest force in the universe. Freeze frame on Sindel's face. Movie over. Obviously not, because everyone gets murdered six months later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh this, my is, god. Is this movie why people over the age of 40 hate the Ewoks so much? This did not help. Because I don't care about the Ewoks. I'm not like, fucking teddy bears ruined Star Wars. But everybody your age and or, or, or over 40 is always well, like, Well, you've got the tryhards. Usually the people like worship Boba Fett the most are also like, uh, Star Wars could have been 100% cool rather than only 90% cool for, them, for the stupid Ewoks reminding us uh, that these are actually children's films and not like some kind of badass power fantasy that I misinterpreted. I always them, thought the Ewoks were fine. They're fine. They're it not just, great, but like, it they would have been better like, if they rid- were just Wookiees. Like, they were some supposed yeah. to be but yeah. like well there's some stupid comedy bits in return where like wicket like hits himself in the face with a sling and there's a couple like derpy burr, 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 but yeah they're, they're, they're okay they're not the end of the world god knows there's been yeah. worse things in star wars movies since yeah but this movie does not help because just mm-hmm. like even aside from like the writing of the film just like like i said just the makeup and the creature effects of the ewoks themselves like they're dead so. staring dead eyes are just so alarming it's just ugh. Yeah. yeah, there's a, a, a quote from Bob Carreyou. Who's who's that, Bill? Bob Carreyou? No, I have no idea why. Uh, he was apparently the writer on Caravan of Courage. And he oh, I'm sure that was Star just Wars like, Ewoks. he's like, it's not like he ever but, did any other Star Wars stuff or anything like no, that. Yeah. There's a quote from him that says, people are expecting Star Wars on TV. Which was what we yeah, that's how you marketed it. Which was what we never intended to do. We were much more interested in telling a story that was more exciting and contemporary version of Goldilocks and the Three Bears. What? (laughs) What? Which actually, that's not a terrible ambition. But imagine if that had been like when you had like the like the TV guide. Like the advertisement for like the uh, Caravan of Courage like premiering that week. Imagine if the, like the pull quote had been like, "Oh, we're not trying to make Star Wars. You're stupid if you think this might be Star Wars. This is Goldilocks and the Three Bears." Of course, <laughs> no one's gonna tune in because that's not what anyone wants. I mean, I can no. appreciate your ambition not necessarily lining up with uh, audience expect- expectations, which is why I like the Last Jedi. But don't be proud. Like, of course, that no one like <laughs> fuck it. There's there's a way you could have even done. Like, fulfilled that ambition and done it better. Because this is also kind of like weird ambition, but also just terrible execution on top of that. And yeah. So, fuck that guy. The, 
The IMDb trivia page is a garbage map. <laughs> Which is true for any IMDb trivia page. Yeah. But there's shit that says one of the matte paintings includes Winnie the Pooh sitting in a tree. I wouldn't I be surprised. Not- but I searched for that, and you'd think there would be articles of, like, you won't believe what's in this star... No, there's nothing. Yeah. And well, then that's the thing the... where people can, like, they, they can put any trivia they want in IMDb, and no one has to vet it or anything well, like that, yeah. the one that pissed me off the most, I said to you, where is it? Um... <laughs> do, do, do. I'm just looking at these on. photos of Cindel that you sent me, where she just looks like a <laughs> tired 60-year-old drunk man. Oh, an online fan theory states that Sindel Tawani oh, is Captain God. Phasma, yeah. who appeared in Star Wars The Force Awakened and Star Wars The Last Jedi. Audrey Miller is a year younger than the chick who played... What? So that yeah, means they're the same Game person? Yeah, plays Captain Phasma, yeah. That means they're the same person, obviously. What did what Welcome are you to the world of Star IMDb? Wars fandom, where they have to, like... <sighs> fuck. Yeah, where everything's gotta be some kind of crazy link to another thing and like yeah everyone's got to be man everyone like ray has got to be palpatine's clone or something like that or fucking yeah it's all fucking Ugh. at least you know I'm, I'm generally surprised though that like they like somewhere in one of these tv movies they don't like say like oh sindel is like great grand nephew of luke skywalker or something like that just so they could say the name luke skywalker and make it feel more star warsy because nothing else in the movie really feels star warsy or anything like yeah. With this, would you ever be tempted to try to tackle uh, the second one, the Battle for Endor, after watching this? Maybe. I'd, I mean, I think I, I know we had it, like, recorded on VHS, but I, like I said, yeah. I don't remember anything. Uh, it looks like it looks like one of the uh, fantasy movies that, it is that more, Mystery yeah. Science Theater or uh, Rift Tracks has tackled, like Hawk the Destroyer or whatever the fuck the name of that it kinda one It kind of is. Well, there is more fighting, but it is just against... Ewoks versus like these weird lizard aliens, and yeah. but yeah, there's no, there's nothing necessarily more any more Star Warsy about it. There, there's no like high tech science fiction stuff about it. It's more like yeah, because I think the leader leader of the evil like aliens and that is like some kind of like it's almost like Willow where it's like some evil witch lady and like a like a like a like like a black feathered boa or something like that, but. Yeah, it's just it's not good, and this is no. it, it, because of the failure of this and Battle for Endor is part of the reason why George Lucas had to like sell off Pixar to make alimony payments to his wife. Uh, well, that, like, that I forgot to mention that's the other reason why he was so broke and so desperate to to make things like this and uh, the droids cartoon work in the mid '80s because like not only did he have to keep Lucasfilm afloat with no Star Wars movies, but then he got divorced and lost half the money he had, and so mm. he's like extra strapping for cash. The only the only part of his little empire that was making money for him throughout the '80s was uh, Industrial Light and Magic, and later at Lucas Arts, and it got turned into Lucas Games. But yeah, fuck yeah, this is a dark time for George Lucas. But yeah, it's weird yeah. too because this, this this was bad, but it wasn't like. I, I think we'll forget we did this in a couple months. Like, this wasn't so notoriously terrible. Well, you definitely will. Well, I, well yeah. But even you might. I can see you might have to double <laughs> check be, to see if we've you'll done be, this. You'll be browsing through your live film library and be like, oh, Ewok Adventure. <laughs> what I, is I haven't that? checked that out since it first played. I should watch that. Yeah. Oh, no. I can see, yeah, a year from now when we're talking about next awful April, you'll be like, Bill, we did that. In fact, I'm going to mm-hmm. do the second one for next awful April. <laughs> God. So yeah, yeah that's yeah. the Ewok Adventure. Not much uh, in the way of crazy trivia other than fucking I hate Sindel. Fucking hate mm. her little fucking doe eyes and her fucking little fucking 80s ass 
fucking sweatband and I for some reason I hate her more than Mace and Mace is a piece of shit but Sindel's such a like such a cloyingly like I'm the audience surrogate I can barely speak but I'm gonna teach uh, Wicket to speak English and I think I think Wicket talks a lot more in the second one because the insinuation that they've spent more time together so he's actually like saying stuff in the second one uh, because I remember he says Sindel a whole lot in Battle for Endor. He's like, Sindel, Sindel. Because uh, he, he talks like, he talks like Hervé Villachez. So, and it's kind of extra <laughs> like, ah, okay. So you don't have the tie-in books of this film? Oh, they yeah. they have tie-in books? Well, I know yeah. they have, like, the, the, I know the they Ewoks had Ewoks. The Lost Children. Oh, And, yeah. uh, the Ewok Adventure book and record. You know what? I think I probably had the Ewok book and record. Like the adventure, because uh, I know they had like Ewok storybooks and stuff like that. And I know Joe Johnston, the production designer on this, he actually wrote and and, and drew a Ewok uh, kids book. But your parents will probably like get him anything that says Star Wars. It'll keep him occupied for a couple hours and get him out of our hair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and th that's why that's why the Nintendo coming out was such a blessing. Because then I could really like, oh, Bill's playing Zelda. Billy's playing Zelda. He he won't have to. He won't be talking to us for the next two weeks. <laughs> uh, we don't even have to feed him. He'll just like just live on Reese's cups and Coke in his room while he's mm. playing Zelda. Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, that's we're two thirds of the three quarters of the way through awful April with fucking Ewok garbage. <laughs> and again, that's weird because it wasn't that bad. It just wasn't good. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not that. Which I'm fine with. After Double Down, I'm fine with going back to a medium level of badness rather than it, just like baffling level it, of badness. It at least feels kind of Star Warsy. And, well, yeah, from the production design and stuff like that, the music's kind of like it's that kind of, uh, yeah, and it feels kind of Willow esque, which is is a little Star Warsy, but yeah. Um, yeah. but it's not it's still not great. You can see, yeah, again, yeah, yeah. you can see why this this. I'm surprised. I wonder if Lucas was just simply or had already started work on the second Ewok TV special, because after the super uh, dour reception this guy, you would think that like. If he hadn't already started work on the second one, he wouldn't have even started, because where do you go from there? Like, no one cared about this, and I think even fewer people oh. cared about the second one. But. It it did. It was nominated for Emmy Awards for Outstanding Children's Programming. Really? And Outstanding Special Visual Effects, when it, which it won. Uh, oh, well, I guess that's not saying much. Yeah. God, what well, this competition would have been like Alf or something like that, <laughs> like an episode of Cheers where they actually go out of the bar, so it's a map painting of the outside world of like Coach's yeah. house. Um, but yeah. anyway, but yeah, next week, uh, mm -hmm. we're gonna wrap up awful April with uh, yeah, I fuck it. Well, I mentioned this before on the podcast, but uh, I think we're gonna do Masters of the Universe, the motion picture. Another shitty 80s property. Yeah, well, I, I shouldn't say shitty 80s property because Star Wars isn't a shitty 80s property. But the uh, it's a pretty. Is... People forget that Star Wars is supposed to be pulp. It's not supposed. Well, to, it's with... not supposed to be garbage, but it's not supposed to be high art either. Um... Well, between this, the holiday special, and the other uh, other Ewok movie, which is probably also garbage. I mean, it's it's batting 50-50 in the 80s. Although one That's of them was point. in the 70s, I know. Yeah. Well, I remember, too, you know what like, I mean. when they announced uh, that they were going to do a Clone Wars uh, cartoon after um, the prequels came out, they had to swear up and down, because they were like, well, look, we know we did the holiday special and two terrible Ewoks uh, live-action special. Oh, I forgot they had, they had the Ewoks cartoon and the droids cartoon. So that's yeah. five attempts 
to do Star Wars on TV that all failed. And so when they came yeah. out with the Clone Wars cartoon, the CGI Clone Wars cartoon, they had to swear up and down, like, look, we, we promised sixth <laughs> time is the charm. We're not going to fuck it up again. And they actually did produce a pretty good cartoon. But, oh, God, yeah. I'm surprised. But yeah. yeah. I'm Next time, Masters of the Universe. He's Motor on Twitter. I'm the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter. Tardy Podcast. Twitter Podcast.com. All that's done. God, this is going to be terrible. Hopefully it's fun, terrible, not like... Us it's a mixture, being, if I remember correctly. Because all like one little I've seen, it's so not He-Man. It's no. so it's like it's it's like they took just a random other shitty barbarian fantasy movie made for five dollars and just put the He-Man name on it. But yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. do you know do you know or care much about He-Man? Do you have any affinity for that from back in the day or anything? Oh, I was obsessed with He-Man back in the day. Really? Okay, I thought maybe it would have been a little bit before your time. Yeah. No, I was... I mean... Yeah, no, I had lots of He-Mans. Yeah, we'll talk about that next week, though. We'll get into more detail about that, so... Okay. Yeah, yeah, so that was an Ewok adventure. Caravan of Courage. Next time, He-Man. Caravan of Courage is such a stupid... It's just so like... Oh, you know what? Every, every, every time... Like, illegal immigrants trying to get into the country. I'm just always going to like, oh, it's another caravan of courage. Mm. Oh, man. Because you can apply that label to pretty much anything. Fuck. Okay, anyway. Yeah. That's... Anyway, that's... That's all. We're going to go be sad now, so... Send um, them. No. And, you know, yeah. Hey, at, least, no... at least Warwick Davis got a paycheck out of it. And he was yeah. like, because he was only like 10 years old when they made Return of the Jedi, so he would have still been like a little kid. He would have probably been mm. younger than the kid playing Mace in that movie. So that's cool. He yeah. still got another paycheck. So fuck it. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. A whole bunch of little people got paychecks, and that's always a good time. So fuck it. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I got nothing. I don't yeah, I got know nothing. There's no got, clever wrap got, up other nope, than. This, that was it. That's sad Star Wars. Do we make so a joke next... about how in the next episode after this we're all gonna get killed in the first five minutes for no reason whatsoever? <laughs> like, what's the... Yep. Yeah, what's the... And we then... don't have Burl Ives Sindel... here to play us out. Sindel was reunited with her family and nothing bad ever happened again. Seriously, I'm almost kind of surprised. The... Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. So until next time, keep really a whole pop culture. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. This is the story of the Ewok adventure. You can read along with me in your book. You will notice time to turn the page when you hear the chimes ring like this. Let's begin now. The tiny forest moon of Endor is home to a race of small furry creatures known as Ewoks. The Ewoks live in simple tree huts and lead peaceful lives. One night, an Ewok family stumbled upon a crashed star cruiser deep in the forest. Deej, the father Ewok, sniffed carefully at the ship. Hearing a tiny cough, he peered inside and found a frightened, sick little girl. Deej held out his paw to her. As the Ewoks gently picked up the girl, a laser blast tore through the cabin. Sister down, you overgrown teddy bears. A young boy stood in the doorway holding a laser gun. The little girl coughed. It's all right, Maze. I think they want to help us. Besides, maybe they know where mom and dad are. <coughs>
Well, okay, but I'm going to watch these little furballs. In a simple hut in their village, the Ewoks nursed the tiny girl back to health. Deej's youngest son, Wicket, was sitting by her side and holding her hand when Mace came up behind him. Scram! Get out of here, mop face! Wicket dashed over to hide behind his mother's legs. You feel better, Sindel? I don't trust these weird fuzzy things. They can't even talk right. Day by day, Sindel got better until one day she felt strong enough to play with Wicket and his pet animals. But Mace was still uncomfortable with the Ewoks. Listen, sis, we should get out of here pretty soon. Mom and Dad might be waiting at the Star Cruiser. Wicket giggled excitedly. Sindel gasped and turned to Mace. Did you hear that? He spoke. Big deal. We've got to get back to where we crashed. Wicket cocked his head. Hmm. Late that night, the two children sneaked out of the Ewok's hut and crept through the dark forest. They hadn't gone far when they heard a low growl behind them. Suddenly, a huge bora crashed out of the woods, its fierce eyes blazing and its sharp fangs bare. The children ducked into the tree just as the creature swung a mighty claw at them. All night long, the bora tore at the tree, but it couldn't reach the children. Then at dawn, there was a big commotion. Sindel peeked outside to see the Ewoks battling the beast. They drove it back with spears as it snapped at them fiercely. Finally, the brave Ewoks won the fight. Mace saw a charm hanging from the Bora's neck. Look! It's Mom and Dad's life monitor, and the light's still on! They're alive! But where could they be? Wanting to help the children, Deej took them to Logray, the medicine man. The old gray Ewok peered into a strange candlelit spinner. Sindel stared in wonder as an image started to take shape in the twirling windows. Maze, it's Mommy and Daddy. They're trapped in a cave somewhere, and there's a giant monster there. Mace turned frantically to Logray. Where are they? Can you tell? In answer, the image slowly changed to a set of dark cliffs. Logray pointed to a map to show Deej where the cliffs were. Sindel watched as Deej looked to his sons and then nodded. Help us find Mommy and Daddy. The next day, Wicket's mother looked on sadly as her husband and sons prepared for their long journey. As they loaded up their horses, Logre paid them an unexpected visit. The medicine man solemnly handed a special item to each member of the party. To Deej's older sons, Logre gave warrior earwings. To Wicket, he gave a magic walking stick. And to Sindel, he gave an eternal candle. Then Logray handed Deej a tooth and a staff crown. Mace picked up the last item. A rock? That's what I get? I don't need any stupid rock. Mace tossed it over his shoulder. The caravan wound through the thick forest. Suddenly, a huge tree fell in the party's path. A tall, stocky Ewok named Chuka ambled from the woods, proudly carrying his hatchet. Mace faced the furry lumberjack. Hey, you almost killed us. Chuka tweaked Mace's nose playfully. Deej handed the lumberjack the special tooth from Logray, 
It fit right into a place on Chuka's necklace. The rugged Ewok nodded and joined the caravan. Later in the journey, the group came upon Kink, an Ewok priestess. Deej explained their quest to Kink and gave her the staff crown. As a test, the mystic handed the crown to Mace. Magically, it became an ugly lizard. Mace leaped back. Hey, get rid of that thing! But when Sindel picked it up, it turned into a delicate white mouse. Taking the staff crown back, Kink smiled and put it on her staff. A perfect fit. Now there were eight adventurers. Mace felt dejected. Nobody takes me seriously. I wish Mom and Dad were here. The young boy bent down to gaze at his reflection in a pond. Slowly, he extended his finger and touched the water's surface. Suddenly, the pond pulled Mace right in. The boy was trapped beneath the pond. Mace pounded on the surface with all his might, but he couldn't escape. Chuka tossed vines and branches into the enchanted pond, but the water just dissolved them. Finally, Wicket timidly poked his magic walking stick into the pond. He felt a tug. Sindel rushed to his side. Come on, everybody. Pull! Slowly, Mace came out of the pond. The boy smiled shyly at Wicket. You saved my life. Thanks. Wicket patted Mace's head. <laughs> After the Ewoks had set up camp that night, Mace found a hole in the ground filled with thousands of tiny, twinkling creatures. They were Wisties. With a burst of laughter, they all sprayed up in a dazzling shower of brilliance, lighting up the whole camp. Sindel stepped out of her tent, carrying her eternal candle. The Wisties danced wildly around the tiny flame. Laughing madly, they swirled right into the candle and disappeared. Mace glanced at the tall grass near the Ewoks' camp and discovered a faint flickering. Why, it's one of the light people. Hey, little one, you must have gotten lost. The Wisty danced about Mace's head, laughing and giving off a soft light. You should have a name. How about Isrina? Here, you can ride in my shirt pocket. The next day, the caravan stopped on some rocky ground. There ahead stood the dark cliffs they had seen in Logray's image spinner. Sindel turned to her brother. Whenever we get in a gem, one of Logray's gifts helps us. Where's your rock, Maze? Maze sighed sadly. I didn't keep it. I... Wicket nudged the boy and placed the magic rock in his palm. Thanks, little guy. I guess you bailed me out again. Chuka broke open the rock, revealing an arrowhead which spun slowly and then shot off to show a secret opening in the cliff face. After telling Sindel and Wicket to stay behind, the party followed a rock stairway to a pit covered by thick strands of webbing. Carefully, the group crawled across the pit. Suddenly, a huge spider clambered onto the web. Mace's eyes widened. Quick! Mace hacked at the strands, but the spider was charging too quickly. Kink stepped forward, spinning her magic staff. Dazed, the spider stopped in its tracks. Chuka hacked through the last strand, and the spider fell into the deep pit. The adventurers crept down the damp tunnel and stopped at a huge doorway. Mace and the Ewoks gasped as a giant shadow passed over them. They were in the chamber of the giant Gorax. 
Mace peeked inside. That's the monster that captured Mom and Dad. Come on! They slid silently along the wall, watching as the frightening Gorak sat down to dinner. Mace pointed to a cage that hung in the chamber. Look! There are my parents! Bravely, Deja's son, Michi, raced across the chamber and danced in front of the Goraks. Mace watched as the giant angrily chased the Ewok out of the room. We'd better hurry! He won't be able to keep that monster busy for long! The Ewoks dashed across the chamber, rigged up a springboard, and set Mace soaring up into the cage. He hugged his parents tightly. I'm so glad you're all right. Now we've got to hurry. Here, I brought some rope vines. Mace and his parents slid down the vines. Suddenly, an angry bellow filled the chamber. The Gorak stumbled back in, still chasing Ouija. Everyone bolted for the door, everyone but Chuka. Bravely, he swung around and charged the monster, hatchet held high. The Goraks tried to snatch the furry Ewok up, but Chuka was too fast. The lumberjack hacked the monster hard on the leg. Suddenly, a bright light sprang from Mace's pocket and buzzed around the giant's head. Go get him, Isrina! Swinging at the tiny glow, the Gorak smashed his fists into the wall, sending rocks flying. In horror, Mace saw the shower of stone crash down on Chuka. He dashed over to his fallen friend. Chuka, get up, please! But the wounded Ewok was dying. Chuka smiled weakly, handed the young boy his prized hatchet, and tweaked him on the nose one last time. The Gorax was about to grab Mace when Isrina made a dazzling dive at the monster. The Gorax swatted at her madly as she flew around his head. Finally, he dashed blindly out of the chamber. The Gorax thundered down the tunnel. Ahead, the Ewoks had stretched a vine tightly across the edge of the spider pit. With a howl, the creature tripped over the vine and sailed into the abyss. The Ewoks cheered wildly. Sindel appeared on the other side of the pit and waved to the group. Mommy! Daddy! Suddenly, a hairy claw rose out of the pit and reached for her. It was the Gorax! I'll save you, sis! Mace grabbed a strand from the spider web and swung across the pit. He hurled Chuka's hatchet right at the Gorax. The creature plummeted downward for the last time. A joyous celebration was in full swing in the tiny Ewok village. Each of the families was together again. May stepped outside, took Isrina out of his pocket, and softly said goodbye to the tiny glow. Sindel joined him, and Mace took his sister's hand. You know, these furry little guys are pretty special. They split up their own family to help us find ours. You know, I'm glad we crashed here. Wicket slipped his paw into Mace's hand. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>